This is the Truth Warrior Podcast with your host, David Whitehead. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to 2024 and welcome to Truth Warrior. I'm so happy to be back with you today. I have a fun one in store to kick this year off. Uh, it's actually going to be a second interview that I've done this week with today's guest. Her name is Laura. She's a fantastic independent researcher that just blew our minds on a recent Unslaved episode that I want to direct your attention to, where we're really getting to some of the very deep information that honestly isn't really talked about enough in what I guess you could call the alternative research community. So for those of you who are interested in getting into that stuff, you can go over to unslaved.com, uh, the podcast that I do with the great Michael Tessarian. We do that every week over for our members. It's a private platform and uh, we run it all ourselves. And the recent episode that I'm talking about is called The Roman Cult, Getting Into Papal Bloodlines and Dynasties. And I just absolutely love this episode. It was so fascinating. I took so many notes and Laura was so kind to send me a lot of her research. She sent me all these slideshows and I just started going through them and just realized, wow, there is such a great collection of information here to get into these questions, going up the totem pole. A lot of this research actually works very well too with the research I've been doing with Cult of the Medics. For those of you who are new to this channel, first of all, welcome, but you should go and check out my free documentary series. You can get it right now at cultofthemedics.com. I am 10 chapters in out of 12, so you can get the first 10 chapters there for free. So go check it out. And it'll. this episode we're gonna be doing today will help explain some of the themes that I'm getting into in that and also what's, what's gonna be coming up. So without further ado, let me go ahead and bring Laura in here. And there she is. Laura, how's it going? Welcome. Good. Welcome. Nice to see you, David, again. <laughs> nice to see you again. Well, we've had a lot of conversations this week. And uh, as I was saying in the intro there, just thank you again for the research you've done, sending it over and agreeing to come on again back to back. Uh, I know you don't usually do interviews like this, but we're going to be going into the stuff that you've discovered and some of the great research that you've collected on these subjects. We called this one today Nephilim World Order. Uh, and it, we're, we're going to be starting off actually with the human factor here, I think, and then moving our way up the totem pole to get to uh, what you mean by that. But first of all, maybe just give our listeners a little introduction to yourself. What got you interested in this subject and what got you doing this kind of research? Well, first of all, I, I started, I researched most of the, let's say, technology, health, bank, banking, bloodlines so this is how it went i mean you know when you experience stuff you start to research and um most of it what uh, bothered me on along my life while well, like because i lived in canada for 13 years and i dealt with the banks and i was so angry with them i still am so i started in the banking system and i realized that the rochas are not the top of the pyramid at all and I started to research. I said, well, it's just 16th, 17th century, so it has to go back somewhere. We learned in school about these families like Borgia, Sforza, um, what is the other one, uh, Sforza? A couple of families, not a lot, but it started me up. So to see, because, you know, once you find out that the banks are owning everything and they take away your stuff, they keep buying and buying and buying. And I started with the companies. I started corporations, researching who owns who. I did the first presentation, World, World Elite, which is about mostly of corporations and uh, who owns who. So I started to research. And I found out a nice website. 
and I of course double check it. This is how I ended up to do the papal bloodlines who are on the top and the Vatican, of course. It's a lot of information. So I started to double check since 2017-18, the site was deleted at least four times was put back and then and you, the said, are you, you have to actually translate a lot of stuff because you're getting information over there from different yeah but whoever posted i don't know it's an anonymous but he's right. translating it if if you notice there are some links and they're translated from italian spanish so sometimes they disappear and right. once the site disappears and it censors to me it's a question mark i go after it and i went on to the Spanish sites and also I found another Spanish site who took over the information and added more to it and it's a deep dive I mean first is the economic part and the health part because they're involved in everything and the Vatican oh the secret societies that's the top and the symbolism so I found out about uh, Michael Cesarion and I wrote to him about these what 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 is his opinion about these papal bloodlines and this, this is how we ended up having the interview well, it's it's so good because I love having I love seeing you and him going back and forth with this, uh, getting the information because I was just sitting there in that episode, just taking notes because it was amazing to watch. And because this is something that I've known a lot about this for, for a while, but getting into the details, getting into all the names, the top nine or however many family papal bloodlines that people don't know Th about. 13. I knew there was 13. Everybody talks about the Ptolemaic, Zoroastrian bloodlines, whatever. It's so hard to find information. And whoever gathered this site, I gave it to a couple of people, but many people don't believe it. But it's true. If you go and double check the information, even about the horrific trafficking and whatever, people don't want to understand that these people like Gates, Schwabs, and these are just the front. And right. I'm interested in the people who who don't have a website. For example, I'm going to just give you a just a little bit. Sure. Bourbon family has a special official site. Aldo Brandini doesn't have. Why? <laughs> I always question this. Why? If you that means you're hiding in the background, right? Yeah. And that's that's I think key. When we were going through because in papal bloodlines, we go I I I think I have a slide here. Um <clears throat> I want to get the names real quick because I, I think people need to understand what Those we're what we're at here. So you've got uh where is it? Here we go. This is the top, was it three, five? This is the top ten, right? You have the Pamphili, the Orsini, Aldobardini, Chigi, Conti, the Medicis, Gaetoni, Colonna, Borgia, Farse. Like these are names. And then when you show, these are the ancient lines. And then when you say, okay, those lines are still around, they're still royal, they're still yeah. at elite circles, and they're involved in fashion, they're involved in alcohol, tobacco, they're involved in Everything. banking, they're involved in politics, they're involved in. They, these are the people that run Vanguard and BlackRock. These are the real, like you got obviously the Pesors and these other families too. But I think people, that, especially here in like Canada and America, we don't talk as much about that over here. I know in Europe, every time I speak to someone from Europe, they're always talking to me about this kind of stuff because it's more known there, it seems. But over here, they all just go Rockefellers, Rothschilds, Klaus Schwab, WEF, pack it up, Bill Gates. That's it, right? And it's not. How you made the connections. I, I just didn't get into the minions. Right. Everything is compartment, compartmentalized, you know. 
uh, they have agents, they are intermarried, and they belong to secret societies. That's yeah. the key. And that are ancient. Usually, they go back ancient roots. Ancient. Yeah. So, the, for example, like Cuomo or Pelosi is Italian origin. So this is the connection. People don't believe. I mean, I, I've i watched documentaries, but a few documentaries who get into these things. With Dean Henderson, we collaborated for a while be, before the COVID. But that, at that time, the site was very censored. Right now, is is okay, so it stays there. No, I mean, I took the information down, so it, if it happens, something it happens. But um, once the COVID came, people, you know. But before, I'm just gonna tell you one thing. I gave an interview to an Irish guy, and just the next day was taken taken off. Hmm, interesting. I have people a question for you, Laura. Like. So two things. We'll start with maybe some people who are just starting to realize that there's something wrong with the world. They woke up maybe during COVID or, or, or through one of the issues that are flying around right now. And they started to realize, okay, yeah, our government's corrupt. Uh, media is corrupt. Okay. We've got some weird Hollywood stuff. You got these Epstein files coming out, which at least is giving rise to the conversation, which is great. And then they're starting to go down the rabbit hole, let's just say. Would you say the easiest way to explain some of the information that we're going through today and what we did on Unslaved is, this is how I would personally explain it, but I'd love the way you to hear how you explain it. I would tell people, we understand that there's such a thing as mafia, right? Mafia, you got Russian, Russian mafia, Italian mafia, the, the Cosa Nostra, yep. all that. So if we were to understand how the mafia takes over a district in one side of New York or a town or whatever, that they have to get a hold of the law. They have to somehow blackmail, bribe, or pay off the, the law enforcement, the judges, the courts, the local politicians. And that way they're, they can operate a crime syndicate right there, right? And if we understand like that used to be a conspiracy theory in the 1950s or whatever, until they proved, no, there's a mafia, right? So then if I say, okay, if you understand that there's local mafias, you got the triads, you got everybody's got their own mafias, right? Is it such a hard thing to understand that there are global mafias that are very elite like that? I think that's the jump people have difficulty making. And maybe it's because that's just too frightening. But for me, it makes perfect sense. How would yeah, you explain that to somebody new? Well, it's already documented. I'm working on, on some um, PowerPoints about the mafia right now because it's easy to prove. I mean, they've been documented, uh, the Costa Nostra, and they own the casinos. They've been documented the Atlantic City, where Trump is involved. Everything is, this is all stuff, 60s, 70s, and then it didn't stop. And then the mafia doing the dirty jobs. So it's easy to get, I mean, the Calabria, the Cosa Nostra, of course, and, and if you go and search the secret societies, you're going to see that they belong to it and they are agent or nephew or it's a lot of work. I know people want proof. That's what I'm going to give them. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. And the thing is, is it's it's something that's hard to collect all in one place and present in a way that's going to make sense. So you got to do multiple podcasts, you got to do articles, you got to do slides and then get people to research it. And when you look at the research, you know, people might have different takes on certain aspects of it. But in the end, we're trying to get our hands around the information of who's really running the show. Because if we like you said before, if these guys are in public, if you can say Klaus Schwab's name or if you can say, I know this guy or whatever, then they're just agents. They're just puppets that are the yeah. front for what we've always called the hidden hand. 
And who's the hidden hand? Well, these are the people, the names, the people that they're not out and getting their photograph taken by on the red carpet. They're not going on media interviews. They're not going around trending on social media. Half of, most of the people that we would point to, especially in that show we did on Unslaved, nobody's ever heard of these people before. Know. You know what I mean? I'm gonna give you one example. There was a gala in 2016, something, uh, where Macron, yeah, well, you know Macron and people know him, uh, and also know Bonaparte. He's not shown in public as well, but there was, there he was, and also um, the wife of Macron, and the French Rothschild, uh, René. So mm. there were pictures taken. Some of the pictures were put on the Daily Mail and whatever. You can go on the image, you go by uh, keywords and, and search and you find them. But not René's wife, Aldo Brandini, who's Olympia, a very powerful bloodline who had um, one Pope, Pipolito. But if you go on their site, which is the royalty site, you're going to find her. She was wow. she was there, but she's not. She doesn't want to be public for some reason, and that to me is a question mark. Why not be public, right? Well, they're hiding. They 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 hide behind the mask of who they want everybody to believe is doing this, and that's the other factor that people don't really think about. They think they came across some information that's public on social media, and that is the whole story. And I'm here to say. It ain't. There's a whole other world that you need to understand. So if we don't want to, I want to get through this slides because we got a good one here. And thanks for condensing it. Because when we first saw these, I was like, oh my God, this is huge, which means this is a deep rabbit hole. But um, we, when I looked at this, because you sent a whole bunch of slides to me and I, I selected today's uh, subject, I, I just noticed these two terms put together. I've never seen them put together. And it's this that made me go, okay, we have to talk about this. Okay. When you put the word, when you put Nephilim world order underneath the sustainability or above the sustainability agenda, which everybody's talking about, that piqued my interest. So just maybe talk about this, the sustainable, we're going to go through it in these slides, I know, but I mean, maybe we should just explain before we continue. What do you mean when you say Nephilim? The giant, the Nephilim. Um, well, not everybody's going to agree with me or you or whoever. Uh, the giants that came down, the fallen angels, they made in Atlantis. Everything happened at that time. And the offspring. It's mm -hmm. Nephilim. I think it's giants. means giants. in. So it's the offspring. They're not human. That's what I can say. Right. Just keeping it simple. I like and they, it. Yeah, keeping it simple. And they run the world. And they and like people think that they always ask me why, uh, how can they do such a thing? I mean, this is beyond psychop psychopathy. A psychopath is nothing compared to them because they're not human. And this mm. is a you know, th that's my my take on it. Maybe other people will say, No, I don't agree with that, but I say it's not human, even from the biblical point of view. If people are Christian and believe in that, it's Satan, it's evil, it's whatever. So they created the agenda to depopulate the world, right? Sustainable, in a sustainable way. I even found a Club of Rome guy who said, probably you saw the clip, two minutes, said uh, we are depopulating in a civil and silent manner. Oh, right, that was Dennis Meadows. Yeah, have yeah, you seen, I put that clip in chapter 10. It's a creepy, creepy clip because of the way, it's the way he's trying to explain it that got me. And that, have you noticed, I was watching the body language and the way he's trying to like, he's trying to say it, he's like, 
I, I don't, I don't want to stop, you know, the wars and everything necessarily because yeah. we need, but it'd be better if it could be done because he's saying we got to kill everybody. So it'd be better if we could just do it in like a peaceful kind peaceful of way. Manner, exactly. And I'm like, yeah. well, what better peaceful way to do it than to get everybody to line up and voluntarily inject themselves with a bioweapon, you know? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. And even about the Club of Rome, they don't talk about those uh, families that I included in this slide or the other, uh, like Agnelli family. He was one of the Peche. Peche, he was a front man, but Agnelli is a very powerful, old, old, and he's linked with this papal bloodlines. They have a Fiat, Fiat Motors. It's very, very, very powerful. So he contributed to the Club of Rome. The Club of Rome, another target on my list. So I'll just say one thing about the Nephilim question, and then I want to dive right into the Pilgrim Society and all that. You got the, the names and the dates and the addresses to go through, so I want to get to it. But I'll just say what I say to people, because I got people from different backgrounds that jump into the show. Doesn't matter where you're coming from. Doesn't matter how you want to look at this. There's a few ways you could look at this term Nephilim and this idea of fallen angels or something not human, okay? Because... You could look at it from a perspective, if you don't want to get into um, alien visitation or spiritual dimensions or angels and demons, you don't want to go there. You could just look at that term as the giants from the old days, which were the men of renown, meaning the Illuminati of the past, the people that really ran everything. They were giants in, uh, you could look at it metaphorically and you could say, yeah, these are the, these are the bloodlines that intermingled so much that they actually bred in psychopathy and bred out the human the humanity, whereas most human groups bred out tried to breed out the psychopathy and breed in the more humanistic qualities. So you could stop there. You could just go, yeah, it's a bunch of psychopaths, right? I'm I agree with you, Laura. I've seen enough to know this is well beyond just your average psychopath, just because of the order of it and everything. But you could you could still listen to this entire presentation and go, yeah, we're just dealing with a bunch of crazy old culty bloodlines and I'd be happy. Second phase for me would be, okay, and then you bring in the religious thinking where we're talking about other dimensions. We're talking about spiritual dimensions and we're reading literal texts and we're taking it literally and we're going, okay, it's angels and demons and all that. And you could go, yeah, great. It's evil. It's another way to explain it. We're still in the same discussion room here. We're still in the same team. And then you could go with the one that I personally favor, for my own reasons, which is that I think we're just dealing with people that it's not that we look like them. It's that, or it's not that they look like us. We look like them and they aren't from here. They're not, they're not of this earth. They're not of this family of humanity. And so however, DNA, yeah. Yeah. DNA, you could go. So there's so many takes on it. And honestly, I feel like it's pointless to argue with each other on which one of those favorite theories it is. I think we're all in agreement that it's something big like that and that's fine. And we can all still hang out and talk about these things and get along just fine and try to penetrate and figure out what the hell's going on. So I just wanted to say that as a little disclaimer that you've got the freedom to sort of speculate on your own as to what you think it is. But I'm personally here to say there's enough information to sh show that there's something really, really, really big going on behind the scenes and the most of humanity is not privy to it. So there's my little bit, but let's just open this next slide up because um, you're getting into, you know, Bilderberg, Trial Commission, the Anglo-American Pilgrim Society, you know, Royal Society. Yeah, this is the one thing that people don't talk about. There is one alternative media and kudos for them because they offered me a lot of information and they deserve the credit. It's the aim for truth.
they talk about the Pilgrim Society, and it's an Anglo-American society, actually. Uh, and it represents social networking between, it's mostly Anglo-American, mostly, but very big one. So they are behind. I, I mean, if you look at the Canada and America, most of them, they're pilgrims, 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 all of them are pilgrims who are on the top. And those people are, that's what they, they, they deal with to expose the pilgrims, keep on doing the same. I mean, they live in America, of course, and that's their, and besides that circle, this is a club. This is a, uh, you know what they created in 1902? They created, um, um, uh, there is a huge, uh, and another site that was deleted just recently so they put it back so this is how and they also proved who who created the this coronavirus patent and it's connected to the british crown it's connected to the uh, windsor and everything was was there is very very well documented where well, we can we don't have time to get into the whole history of the pilgrims but i put some explanation there between the pilgrims and between the other clubs well, this and this is key because you have the backing of it, right? The background. And of course, the Pilgrim Society, that's just another extension of these Illuminous groups that uh, emanate from these secret orders that all, if you trace it all back, they're all housed and, and were birthed from the Vatican in the beginning, right? Yes, and yes. so, but there's this one is interesting. So like secret clubs behind sustainability, the Thousand and One Club. Could you tell yeah, us about well, this? this, this is a Deleted, was deleted from the Wikipedia and was taken over by uh, that ESPG, whatever. It's another site that that guy from, the, I don't remember his name, sorry, uh, is from uh, Holland. And he took over the information and he secured his site because they have a club, they have a list of people, but these people are from all over the world. Aristocratic, non-aristocratic, and they created the worldwide fund. And also the circle, the circle has to do with um, French and uh, Germany. And it, it's a uh, Habsburg is behind this. The Habsburg, And it's connected yeah. with the pan-European movement. And it's also these groups, you, you have these notes about Opus Dei and the Knights of Malta. This was obviously caught my attention because all of these cults kind of dovetail together in the end, right? But, yeah. yeah. Um, and would you, actually, would you, say, would you say that any of these groups... Because there are so many, like, I don't know how many, I don't even know how many orders are, are housed, like equestrian orders and chivalric orders and secret societies are just housed in Vatican City alone, right? But do you, yeah. do you think that it's a monolithic agenda or do you think some of these cults and groups, you know, you got Hellfire Clubs, you got so many of these different, are they all, at least in their minds, working towards their own agendas and they're all kind of competing with each other? Or, or do you think there's still that steering committee above that's kind of organizing whether they all know it or not, you know? I don't know what to believe because sometimes you see uh, fights, but I think they still work together. I uh, That's what I've... Because they have, okay, they have the secret societies, they have those knights, they have the secret societies we don't know. They're totally behind, like priest class cults that I'm still searching for and very hard to find uh, which oh, these wiccan cults these wiccan cults we were talking about too yeah, yeah. yeah. those uh, that they they do all kind of evil stuff and then there is the front like knights of malta opus day uh those that we see and then there is those clubs like uh 
Pilgrim Society, Circle, Opus, Opus Dei is actually higher, but they're intermingled. Like usually Knights of Malta, for example, Habsburg is everywhere. <laughs> it's mm. everywhere. And they created these clubs. Like Circle, Circle has a um, Circle de Lorraine is in, in Bruxelles. You know what they do? They are the committee, they are the round table of the European Union. Oh, That's okay. what aristocrats meet. And actually, I have one, uh, but it's not in this presentation, it's another one. There is a small, just a small two, three uh, minutes movie where it shows that how they meet, how they talk, how, who is in it, what kind of families. I put some slides which connect to it. It's There are very old aristocratic European families. Those uh, belong to circle. Then there is a pilgrim society has another member list, which is uh, Anglo-American. And then there is a thousand one club, which is all over. So they're all interconnected and they created the think tanks. Well, I mean, you're talking about the circle as being one of the orders uh, that's behind the EU. I mean, I can't help but notice that both the EU and even that little WEF globalist sustainability pin that all the world leaders wear is a circle. So it's like the Knights of the Round Table kind of idea that they're still baking in, right? Yeah, the Pan-European movement who was created by Habsburg and the Kudove Kalergi who did the, uh, you know, the let's mingle the, let's bring in the immigrants, let's make a Metis society, you know? Oh yeah, what do you think about that? Because that's huge right now, this mass migration, you got all these boats yeah. coming in. It seems to be like military age fighting men for the most part. It's just ruining Europe at this point. Like, what do you think is, because uh, I know that's got to do with the, the people will be familiar with that because of the United Nations agendas yeah. and speaking about this, but this wasn't cooked up by the United Nations, that they're just the facilitators yeah. for it, right? They, uh, the pan-European movement was after the World War II, was uh, uh, Otto von Habsburg who died. I mean, the Kudover Kalergi was an aristocrat who helped him. And they created a... Idealismus is in German, where it says that we have to mingle all Europe and bring in from here, from there, all kinds of, uh, you know, just destroy the nation states, simple as that. So then after the League of Nations was created, the UN, and if you look at the UN, what a huge organization is, and it has specialized departments who handle this. I mean, 191 or 197 uh, nation states signed the migration treaty. So well, now, and, and that's an, that's amazing. Just to point out, I was doing a dig on United Nations and the WHO, the the connection to the WHO, obviously, because the WHO is. Yeah, they a, have a. Uh, very, we talked about this. Uh, yeah, yeah. But what's cool, what's interesting is when you look at um, when you go through any of the WHO documents, right, or some of these releases from the UN, you can go into the fine print and look at who are the observers, because you know they got this observer status that you can have within, I think, the Security Council or whatever. And I found it interesting. Of course, you've got the Knights of Malta right up there, their observer status. They sit on the United Nations as a nation with total sovereignty, whatever. And to me, those are the progenitors of Western, the big pharma complex. They, the, Rothschild, the Rockefellers were part of these orders. They weren't the leaders. They weren't the guys that baked this in. They were the ones that were the, um, what would you say? They were the knight at arms. They were knighted and put at arms, metaphorically speaking, to facilitate the Flexner Report and the, and the takeover of Western medicine. But they were commissioned by these 
circle groups and other groups and orders and these are these are aristocrats behind the scenes and uh, just to finish the uh, 1000 club they created mm. the worldwide fund i mean everybody knows the worldwide they create they, they deal with the climate change i mean they destroy mm. the nature like if you uh, i put in the slides some um pictures were Habsburgs and the other aristocrats. They just go and kill. And even they came in Romania and the Liechtenstein prince, they killed the bear because he needs the, uh, you know, the, the bear to put his feet on, his nice little feet, you know. And then they come to the people, oh, you're not supposed to kill the bear. So let your uh, chicken die. And, you know, we we are destroying, they kill, they do everything, but, oh, we should you should protect nature. So that's all about yeah. it environmentalism oh it's the old uh it's the old one law for thee but not for me right like this is the old elitist yeah. nonsense like this is like having justin trudeau lecture us in canada about climate and sustainability and all this yet he's flying around his jumbo jet like every day and and you polluting the hell what he did aga khan in in there is a small little island i just found that uh little video he he went in with his ship big ship like a big one and he as they had to excavate the whole lake and destroy the whole uh, island it's just yeah and then, then, then. And, and that's where you go who are these people and what a what a con job like okay and i brought up in the in the unslaved interview but i, I did a show on the terra carta about king charles right because first of all a lot of people don't know king charles was prince charles right and um leaving all the you know jimmy seville stuff aside for a second um, he was part of the founding of the WEF with Klaus Schwab. He was that, that whole thing was done through those Royal, uh, elites. And so today he's now declared this terra carta as being the new mandate for law in the world, which grants nature rights above humans. Right. And then at the same, so I did that show, like, I think a year or so ago, people can check it out. It's on the terra carta. And then when you fast forward to now, you have this World Health Organization launching One Health, which is this objective. I cover this in Chapter 10. It's this objective to give powers to the World Health Organization where they can go into any nation they want and essentially declare a pandemic scenario where they take over the law uh, regarding anything to do with human health, animal health or environmental health. So they yeah. just get like full spectrum dominance by picking those categories. And then, of course, they're always like, oh, it's because we're here for sustainability. And the final thing about it, because I want to get a little bit into the Knights of Malta in uh, what chapter? Chapter two, chapter two of Cult of the Medics. I have a little bit from Rosa Corey going through the sustainability agenda and the green mask nonsense. And then I found a clip of I can't remember his name is an Italian uh, Knight of Malta who in like the early 2000s came out and gave a speech on sustainable development. I think he said sustainable development like 82 times. And yet everybody thinks sustainable development came later. But this was literally the Knights of Malta. He was reading a, a printed script that he had to read out and he was announcing the sustainable development agenda. And yeah. that came from the Knights of Malta. So that was one of my main connections. You and maybe make your comments. And then I want to pull up that site that you sent me about those priorities. Mentioned the World Economic Forum in 1971. I can give you a document about that as well. Oh, okay, yeah. So who you know who was there, who? with together with Klaus Schwab, Otto von Habsburg. Oh, he was there, was he? So of course. Isn't he a Malta Knight too? I think it was one of the Habsburgs. Finally, he's dead. But you should have seen uh, in 2004. I wasn't here in Hungary. What a great uh, funeral he had. 
Oh, I'm sure. Disgusting. No, but you know, uh, the sons are taking over. I mean, one son is living in Hungary, the other one is living in Austria. So the plan is going again. And of course, uh, there is one son, and all of them are Knights of Malta. And uh, another thing that I want to mention that you said about uh, sustainability, you know, uh, UNESCO is a part of that because they take over the lands even here. And once you put it under UNESCO, you can't touch it. So what does it mean? The humans should die and the land be there to keep it. Keep it pure from the filthy humans. Exactly. We just need more uh, space. And yeah. the ecosoc is very important. Uh, that's the economic uh, specialized, uh, like the maritime part of the UN. And it is run by the Constantinian order, which is uh, below the Knights of Malta. But of course... Right, just to say that, just it glitched there. So the Constantinian order is what you said. Yeah. Yes, it's okay. in the slides. Yes, it is running the ECOSOC as a special status. And if you go on their site, you're going to see the document. I put the link there. And it's also linked with the Knights of Malta. Knights of Malta is above and Holy See is even more above. So this is different, though. This was something else. I think you said this isn't the site, right? This is just about no, the in my uh, it's, everything is in the PowerPoint. Oh, OK. Well, I put the slide, you can find the link. Okay, because I can just pull them right up. So, well, let's go back to this. This is, okay. It might be jumping around a bit, guys. Apologies. I'm just so excited. There's so much information to get through here. So hopefully take some notes. You might have to watch it back. And I'll definitely be doing some more work with Laura in the future on this. But um, we got the Pilgrim Society. So let me just read this out quick, and then you can explain a bit. So it says here, the Anglo-American Pilgrim Society is a good society to compare the 1001 Club with. Both are very aristocratic and very low profile social clubs. Both are international and have originated from England. The two are also comparable in size. Uh, the programs cap their membership at a thousand with considerable overlap in membership when it comes to British and American members. There are also differences. The most obvious being that members of the thousand and one club are recruited from all over the world. There are Conrad Black and Maurice Strong from Canada, Henry Ford too, and Robert McNamara from the United States. Ontario Pentino and Gustavo Cineros from Latin America, Sir Peter Cadbury and Lord Buxton from the United Kingdom. And you, you know, you're moving on and on. So you're just getting into, um, and it just keeps going. Even got people from Hong Kong. I think this is important to know that the membership of these societies, they have people from every background, every walk of life. They've cornered the market really, haven't they? Yeah. But the thousand one clubs, they, they accept people around the world, but, uh, the minute they accept them, they're going to get some order. Knights of Malta, married, whatever. They're going to be decorated. Maybe not at the same level like uh, Tyson, because Tyson is a member too. Um, you know, like Tyson, you know, Tyson was the Tyson group in the Nazi Germany. Yeah. Okay. Who, yeah. So he was a member who they founded, uh, one of the founders, Agnelli, um, what is the other one? I remember, uh, Prince Philippe Bernard, uh, Prince of the Netherlands. So they're still, I mean, those are aristocrats. And lower down, you're going to see some a couple of aristocrats. If people want to find out all the membership, they can go onto that site. Yeah, I'll yeah, put the links. I'll put the links. Actually, for, for everybody watching, I'll put some links and some images over on my Telegram channel, which is DW Truth Warrior, and also on X, which is at Truth Warrior Dad. Um, so I'll be doing some threads on this in the future. And Laura and I are going to talk about how I can maybe distill all this research into some threads and 
try to get this information out to people. But um, yeah, if 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 there's any oh any go more back. on this, oh go ahead. Go back a little bit because those were members that these are aristocrats like Hans Adam Lichtenstein. He's a very big, yeah. And then uh, the other one, uh, Philip, Philip, Philip. King Juan Carlos. Yeah. Turn and Taxi. That's another uh, family. Uh, you know what they did? Um, they they actually finance. I mean, they're behind the Rothschilds. Uh, there's another topic to get oh, into. Pause. That was a big bomb there. They're behind the Rothschilds? Yes, uh, yeah. if you remember the Venetian bankers and when yeah. they uh, they created that uh, whole, I have another, uh, there's a lot of information. I don't want to, it's going to be overwhelming for people because all these people, what I thought of creating separate about them information, where they come from, what they did, they're so interlinked. They created uh, an Anglo, uh, like they, it's the banks are all together through the city of London. And these were one of the um, families who were behind. One of the Venetians, I could say. Turn and taxi. Right. Even Dean and Anderson wrote about them. Very old. A Banco Ambrosiano, if you know the, the P2 Masonic P2 Lodge. Lodge yeah. yeah. Was the, the P2 U Lodge dissolved? Was it dissolved on the surface? Yeah, but there is a P3 Lodge now. It's P3. <laughs> <laughs> went Mach 3. So some of the people were arrested. I know this from Leo Zagami because he he did a, yeah. a, a, a another interesting uh, topic that I want to get into because how they Eligio Pecelli died and then the whole um, Masonic Lodge was given to a Romanian here. Oh, it's just unbelievable. Crazy. It's it's all like this. You have to have time and and yeah. you know. Um, not patience. Patience I have. It's just that they're so intermingled. You wouldn't believe. And intermarried too. This is another key thing yeah. you brought up in the papal bloodlines is that it's not even always correct to use the names like Rothschild and all that because the intermingling that's taken place with what you call these black nobility families. And by the way, the term black nobility is talking about um, the black, the origin coming from the near the Black Sea, I think, or something. And then the, they also looked at it as like their deeds were so dark and black that they became black, known yeah. as the black aristocrats. It's the black hand mafia. And the black, black hand, that's right. Which is an occult term that is you know very important to them. Going to back to the Rothschilds, if you said you're the, sure. they're intermarried, like uh, they know, uh, the, most people know, especially the French people, because is there the uh, French Rothschild, René. So they have a son with Olympia Aldo Brandini. He's very white in the, in, but you know, this is the thing. If you search about them, these papal bloodline will be not in the search. They're going to write about, yes, the dad, the, the mom, but they have a kid, but the mother is nowhere. But you can find the uh, pictures married in 1974. So the son is well, actually my age. <laughs> and Laura, what would you say? Because this comes up literally every time. Um, and I'm already seeing it in some of the comments <laughs> is this idea that here we are talking about papal bloodlines, right? These people, A, aren't like, Christian or Catholic in the way you and like my grandmother was Catholic. Like that's not what we're talking about. And then there's also this trope where going around in our circles that, and I did a whole show on this called uh, the rise of the new Templars. And I was diving into the Vatican connections to the Nazis and the occult connections as well. But there's this thing going around where people believe that Hitler was somehow the good guy in all of this. The Nazis no. were the good guys 
and that it's where where the world is run by some Jewish cabal, and yeah. that's why every time they look at the conspiracy, they see Jew, 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 Jew everywhere, right? And then they get stuck on that. And I'm trying to tell them, well, um, there's recruits in this satanic cabal, which you call the Setian Atenes or the satanic cabal, that are those are fronts for the public, just as Rothschilds, Rockefellers, yes, they're part of it, but they are not the alphas in the room at all. So no. any Jews that you see or Christians or Muslims, you got the Islamic Brotherhood, you got the Eastern Illuminist groups, right? Any of the, or even in the Tibet, you go, I did a whole thing on the dark side of Tibet and the, the Dalai Lama cults, just because they wear the costume and hold the name for the public and then operate out like that, those are also fronts because what's behind all of those masks is this Nephilim world order, this elite bloodline, satanic, Luciferian agenda, yeah. where they wear the costumes of what's known in the public square, and then people continually fall for it, and then get into this divide and conquer mindset, where they think that we're dealing with a monolithic, uh, you know, worldwide conspiracy done by one of these religious orders. But those are all just a that's a donkey show for the public, isn't it? It is. I mean, uh, if people I don't know how much history is taught in school or whatever, but a long history, the papacy, they use the Jews, even Borgia did. They used it because they're very good merchants. And since mm -hmm. the usury is not forbidden there, they can deal. But of course, Christians know and Islam, I think it forbids. So they use them. They're very good merchants. Uh, as for the... Um, Islam, I don't know, but they, they are also good. But still, they fight. They didn't fight before. Of course, I mean, uh, not the, how can I say, they use the people who are the bankers, but not the common people. Right. But both of them are good merchants, and the usury, that's the problem. And uh, people say that the Rothschilds invented the usury, and no, it's not. It's the Templars. The Templars, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they use them, but uh, Rothschild doesn't move a finger without the Vatican to know. Yeah. No. And there's and even, the, there's even I've, I've had guests on that have broken down. I can't, it's been a long time since we talked about this, but how even the funding of a lot of these terrorist organizations and the Islamic terrorism and, you know, even the, the, the guys that run Palestine, they're all billionaires living in London, um, you know, or, you know, the, the Mujahideen or ISIS or, you know, Hamas there, these are, again, don't take, take the public veneer off it. And we're dealing with, these are cult sponsored terrorist organizations for the purpose of driving wedges and taking over land and mm -hmm. causing the conflicts that they need to get in. Just like what they did with the drug running in America from Colombia and the whole thing with what was uh, exposed back then. It's very similar how they operate that um, they were funded by groups that you can trace right back to the Vatican, which is interesting because on the surface, people think, well, wasn't it the Vatican versus Islam back in the day? Wasn't it the Templars versus the Hospitallers back in the day? And I'm like, no, you're still dealing in the public square. That's, you know, they, they fight each other, I'm sure, behind the scenes. And then it turns out into warfare once in a while. But uh, in the end, a lot of that stuff is just smoke and mirrors because there's secret allegiances behind closed doors in these secret societies. And that's, I just can't get that through people's heads. It's amazing. The thing is that people fight over even researchers, like uh, who is the top, the Knights of Malta or the Jesuits. To me, one thing I can tell you that the Jesuits, you're not going to find anything about them online. I mean, just uh, no. 
I mean, the uh, site with the nice amount, you find something official. I think they're together. And one thing I know that the regimis militantis in the 1500s was created by Farnese. So he is a Bourbon now. So who's running the, the Jesuits? The Bourbon family. The Philip, mm. Felipe Bourbon is in the, well, both of them actually. One is in Italy and the other one is in Spain. And also he is a knight of Jerusalem. He's a uh, king of Jerusalem. And uh, people, when I keep telling them that it's not the Rothschild, it's the Vatican who owns Israel. It's the Oslo Accords. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So why, why people think the Vatican is good, I don't know. It's not at all. And uh, I, I can show pictures. You saw them and uh, how they meet with the, the Pope. The, 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 you go, usually you go and you bow to the Pope. These people never bow to the Pope. No, they don't. Absolutely they don't. Great. And it, you see also the order because you've got, um, you know, even pictures of like Evelyn Rothschild pointing his finger in the chest of Prince Charles there, you know, telling him what's what. And then you think, okay, so you got your royals who, again, even the royal family, the Windsors, which were the Saxe-Coburg-Gotha and all that, but even they are still in the public. They're still faces. Like the Pope is a public. There's the Black Pope we don't know about. And then there's probably cults behind him, you know? But who's more, who's richer? Uh, Charles or Rothschild? Right. And then who's richer, Rothschild or the people that built the Roman Empire? Exactly. So, <laughs> and conquered the world. Like so you, you mentioned the, uh, the World Health Organization. I just want to make a comment. I, it's in the slide. Uh, when I send this to the to some alternative medias, they kind of fight with me because, no, no, it's not the Glucksburg family. I said, go onto the World Health Organization site. It's not what I found. Go on the official site. And it's there. It's their patron. It's She lives, I mean, the Glucksburg family lives uh, one part in um, Norway, the other part in Sweden. And I think uh, they have a Greek in Greece. So one they uh, one uh, family in Norway and uh, Sweden, they deal with the who and the other part with the maritime law. Right. Yeah, yeah when maritime I, law. Maritime That's how you law. do it. Oh God, that's that's another that's another problem that nobody wants to deal. But we are slaves, and now they want to chip us to be more slave. Well, and I think that's what it is. And it's funny. I I put a clip from a a film that I can't recommend enough. People need to check it out. It's actually a movie that was done in Toronto, Canadian director, and it's called The Conspiracy. And I think it came out in like 2012. And the opener to that movie is awesome because it's basically a story about this guy who's like the crazy homeless guy on the street with the signs and he's trying to wake everybody up to this global, he's like an Alex Jones kind of character. He's like, come on, wake up. He's got the megaphone. And then the whole movie is about, it turns out that he's right. And yeah. in the movie, they, they replace the cult of Mithras with the cult of Tarsus. Right. But we know the cult of Mithras. That's, that's actually the Mithraic temples are underneath the Vatican because the Vatican, uh, you know, when it was built, it's built on top. Well, first of all, it was built on top of conquered peoples, the Druids and everything else. And then they, they had the cult of Mithras, which was major in Rome before Christianity and Constantine came in. And there's your Constantinian cult, by the way. And then you have um, the Vatican rising up as the beacon of light to the world. And we're going to be combating evil and all of this. Yet I've got lists of whistleblowers that are telling you from within the Vatican for decades 
uh, starting with like Baron Avril Manhattan and many of these other guys, Malachi Martin. Uh, I gave a whole list of guys that got into this. And then we have um, Archbishop Vigano today, who's blowing the whistle on this now, who are saying, no, the Vatican's run by Satanists. Yes. And then you go over and you hear interviews with like Princess Diana before she's killed. And she's saying stuff like, yeah, the royals aren't human. And they're, they're no, crazy. They're you know? I mean, and I sit there and I'm like, man, I can't maybe there's get more truth to that people, than we know. I can't get to people's head. Like this, the same like Dean Henderson. She, he's been researching this for 30 years. And he started with the banking and he wrote books. And he, no, I mean, if a family like the Borgia, I don't know if people in Canada learned about them, they were criminals. I mean, they even made a movie about them. They were even right. worse than Medici. And they, the Lucrezia Borgia was a criminal. I mean, I learned how to actually, when she poisons you, poison somebody, what to give charcoal give them charcoal and then it's gonna take yeah and I, I mean, this is she was evil and do you think those families do just oh they're nice and they created funds and uh oh come on well okay that's another thing we got to address because if i go to say the red cross website and i've done shows on this you go to the red cross website you go to the knights of malta website you go to the un website you go to any of these websites it's just colored with philanthropy and charity and good work. And isn't this what the Vatican and all the religious cults sell? Yes. It's about yes. Giving to the poor and charity and blah, blah, blah. And you go, really? Why is there so many pedophiles being arrested within your ranks? Why it's up with all the money laundering and the criminal mafia stuff and the human trafficking? Like, what's up with all this stuff? Yeah. And I got into it because I started uh, talking to people who were telling me these kind of experiences they were having in these churches and um, and even in some of these charitable, charitable foundations, like I, a friend of mine worked, he actually went to do a, I don't know, he was in school, he was trying to finish his degree. He's living in, uh, I think he was living in Lebanon at the time. He's from Lebanon. And his goal was to play soccer as a professional. That was what he wanted to do. And so he had to work, you know, before he could get to that level. And he ends up just, you know, buying into the Bill Clinton foundation as being some kind of charity that he could work his way up and get paid and blah, blah, blah. And then he tells me, he goes, I was literally sitting at a meeting where they started talking about how they had to reduce the population and that they wanted to start with Africa and do all these. Like they are actually, I was like at a board meeting where this was just a normal conversation. He says, I left immediately and I had him even write this down for me because he didn't want to go out publicly and talk about it. But he's like, I was sitting on the call when they were literally saying yeah. all this stuff about how we have to work towards depopulation. And that's one of our functions in Africa. And I'm like, wow. So all this stuff coming out right now about Bill Clinton and Epstein and the Clintons and all that, you go, yeah, who are they? They have come from these lines. They're married in yes, yes. children of these elites that are put in as puppets on strings through these roundtable networks. Maybe I'm going to work on the, on the presentation to link them with these minions, because otherwise, mm -hmm. yeah, I call them minions. I mean, Romney yeah, and Pelosi, yeah. they're minions. They work for them. I mean, even Fauci, he was decorated Fauci, by the Savoy yeah. family in 2016. It's on Savoy. They created Sorry, a, which family? Which family? House of Savoy. I sent oh, you the link. It's in, yeah. the, it's in the uh, this presentation. I included it. They created the NGO in 2005, the Savoy. It's in America, and also they have a special status in the UN, but they decorated Fauci. What a nice little doctor. So that's his UN connection. I was wondering, like, we know yeah. about the Wuhan lab and all that, but I'm like, no, where's his, like, 
where's his real patronage? Like who's, who's really sponsoring this guy who produced him? Because he's also been a pain in our ass for a long time. But the Savoy I can prove. The Savoy. Yeah. Well, let's jump back into this. This is so I love talking to Laura. Yeah, show, show, to, show to the people the royals who actually were going to Davos ever since 2012-13. There is a link there. I, I put I put a couple of pictures so they can check the link, they can go in and how which, they promoted the vaccine. Which it's slide? On, all of them they have pictures. They'll oh no, but like which where, where can I get that link? Should I pull something up? No, it go on the on the presentation and okay. the b beside each go down, down, down. You're gonna find like the royals. Oh, I won't down. be able to click on the links in this one, unfortunately. But I could I could pull something up if you need something there. You're gonna find some pictures with the royals in Davos. Okay, let's do this. Might have to go. Yeah, you don't happen to know which number it is. Eh? Uh, people can read about the club of uh, like the pilgrims and all of these at the beginning of the presentation. But at right. the end of it, uh, there is about information about the Glücksburg, about who's uh, who, which royal deals with what, the SDG. Oh, this is a picture about Juan um, Carlos, and they're going. Oh, the, yeah, they're killing the uh, elephant. This is the WWF here, not the yeah. wrestling thing. The uh, yeah. wildlife fund yeah another bullshit thing uh of course. that's 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 grabbing uh oh here are the links these are the so links okay i'll have to go through and pl pluck out these links for people we can go through and get that after yeah. that's okay so here we go oh, okay this is what i wanted to talk to you about then okay. julian huxley and the wwf he was an insider i mean he yeah. he blew the whistle but um I doubt, like, I don't know, some of these insiders, even John Coleman, I love him. I mean, he uh, wrote about the Committee of 300, all the members, but the papal bloodlines are not in it. So I'm not sure if he knew about, but he talked about the agenda, exactly how it's going to happen, what's going to be. He got be. close. He got close. Uh, what, what it could be is he found, here, I'll come back. He, what I think personally, I think John Coleman was on to the case and he independently verified these 300 members of this group. He called the committee of 300. He's documented it, but I think he was just starting to crack the ceiling. I think above those 300 would be these 13, these other families, these, these more papal lines. They are that, called you know, Zoroastrian, Ptolemaic. I didn't get, maybe Michael is more into the symbology. I, I'm, I'm working on that Arcana, Arcanorma. I mean, it goes deep, way deep. Because you know what they do? If you go on the Wikipedia and you type in black nobility, you're going to yeah. find them. It's there. But once you go and search for history, sometime it stops. It stops in Italy, but it goes way back. Because Borgia is coming from uh, Phoenicia, uh, what's the other one? Uh, uh, Palach, Palach is somewhere, Partia. So they have ancient origin. Yeah, these, are these are family lines that go back probably before the Roman Empire. Like that's oh, what yeah, people need to understand. Like these are, and let's not forget, like America's a young country. Western civilization is young compared to the Roman Empire, the Egyptian or the Babylonian Empire. These are age old lines, cults. Nice. If anybody honestly believes that the most powerful empire, the Ottoman Empire, like if anybody believes that all that stuff is just dead and gone with history, no, you really just need to listen to more of these kind of podcasts because we'll help to bring you up to speed on the fact that 
It's so old, it's new. What you're seeing Madonna doing on some stage with these occult rituals, with Egyptian symbolism, or you see Hollywood yeah. doing for you, or even all these Marvel Avenger stories, or these everything being pumped out in front of you comes from that world, okay? And when we're talking wealth, people like to focus on some bankers, like you were saying. The banks, that's the doorway in, but it doesn't end there. No. Which empires conquered the world 10 times over for a long ass time too, like thousands of years and took the wealth of like they, the amount of wealth that accrued under the Roman empire and these, these papal families and these aristocratic families, the black nobility, I think people can't even imagine that level of wealth. So what these, these are people who were very land rich because they conquered everything. They were land rich. As Michael says, they were land rich and money poor because they didn't know how to work in the modern banking. So that's no. why they needed to hire the Jewish uh, mafia to work for them oh, and to no, bank exactly, for them. Exactly. You know what they own the most? What's that? Mafia, casinos, wineries, yeah. and, uh, and 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 land. That's what. Well, they and Hollywood, own. and the media. Oh yeah, that's another thing I can prove to people. Like, okay, one example. Uh, Do you know Tom Cruise? Yep. He's a Scientologist. Yeah, the Scientology thing is really big in Hollywood, isn't it? Yeah, it's run by the Colonna family and by the, yeah, Colonna and another one. Uh, I don't remember now. Uh, it just sucks because I love his movies so much, but I know I know yeah, it's like but, all of them are probably... Married in the Odescalchi castle. I still yeah. have, I, I barely found the picture because they deleted it. Why? Wow. Yeah, I mean, so much. Torlonia and is, is related to, which was a Conti Seni before uh, in Alsace. He was related to, oh God, there's another, you know, I, I'm not good in Hollywood, but I know. I think what, we all know. We, we basically just put paint Hollywood with a general brush at this point. We're like, yeah, you guys are all Epstein list. Let's just, until I see it all, everybody's a pedo. I'm just going to hold that. The only thing I haven't found about Bruce Willis, because I love, I, I, if I find something bad about Bruce Willis, I'm going to be so sad. But well, me he, too. Maybe we switch. Okay, here's the thing, Laura. Maybe something like this happens, right? I tell people this. Sometimes when you get into this, when we're talking like papal bloodlines, people behind the scenes, these are the arch criminals. But in the front, there are children or the people they propped up or whatever. A lot of them, I think, have also woken up. Like think of guys like Mel Gibson and think of people that have uh, Jim Caviezel yeah, and some of these people who came out to start blowing the whistle on things, right? And you, it makes you wonder because I've interviewed people from Hollywood circles, Hollywood producers. I worked in Hollywood for a little bit too. And I've spoken to them and a lot of them disagree with this shit. A lot of them do. It's just that they're technically slaves. They are circus animals that are owned by these families. So once you're brought in and like, say you're a Britney Spears or you're a Tom Cruise or you're a whatever, you have to say you're Scientology. You have to say these things. You have to operate in a certain way because you if were you born, bred and raised by these cults. A lot of them are eunuchs, let's be honest, okay? there's Because there's the eunuch cult that never went away, and they're trying to make that, like, mainstream right now. Um, and a lot of them are, and, and just so people understand what I mean by that, um, the eunuch slave in ancient Rome and the Ottoman Empire even was the most valuable kind of slave because it's the ultimate form of control. that you Look what you do to your pets. You castrate them, you neuter them, right? So that what? It changes their behavior. It lowers their testosterone. The ability to resist isn't there. And that's the ultimate mark of a slave is that your sexual function has been turned off because your sexual function is probably the most free thing about you, right? Uh, in terms of your biology. 
So when you cut the se sexual function off of a man or what they do in Africa or wherever in these Islamic countries with the, yeah. the female clitoris or whatever, I don't want to get too graphic. Um, these are people go, oh, my God, that's so horrible. Yeah, but this was common in these ancient empires and in these ancient cults. So to them, it's not weird that yeah. if they're anti-human anyways, these people are just like, this is how they function. So it makes me wonder a lot of these Hollywood people and media people, they're, they're controlled in ways that I don't think we can understand and, and might empathize with them. And I definitely empathize with some of them. Anyways, I definitely empathize with the ones that are, they know it's wrong. They know it's evil. They've tried to come out and look what's happened to them, you know, or maybe some of them are too afraid to come out against this cult because they know how powerful it is. This is easy to prove. I mean, I've seen pictures with them. I mean, uh, yeah, Brooke Shields, yeah. So uh, <clears throat> going back to, like you said, that those countries were wrecked. And like in Iraq, the, mo the minute they got in, they took away all the artifacts. I mean, even I sent you a, um, a site with Torlonia, well, how many artifacts and how much stuff they have. Like, and they were fighting in 2018, what to do eventually they put them in a foundation and a foundation, whatever. So why is it theirs? I mean, that means they have an origin somewhere. They have an origin. Connected to those artifacts. Yeah. Well, if we, uh, this yeah, is still going, yeah, Royal Family of England, the environmentalism. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, except they're in with British Petroleum and all of that. Just more contradictions. Um, let's try to skip through so we can get through some more of this stuff here. So yeah, deep. this is the interconnections between the two, three clubs and what they, they created a bunch of think tanks. These are I all the think tanks. Yeah. Yeah, we can go through that another time. Okay, um, so this one. Oh, the Bourbon you were talking about. Yeah. You know, Camila de Bourbon is, if you have there some um, letters in uh, yellow, so you can go and download two letters. I put a capture of those. It says about sustainability how they want to do the inclusive capitalism, exactly the same thing that Rothschild and uh, Prince Charles was talking about in a video in City of London a couple of years ago. So the sustainability of corporate capitalism, they want corporate for them and for us. And it's funny they call it, cor yeah, because so this is interesting because you got the World Economic Forum talking about this great reset and Klaus Schwab has said it's going to be based on what he's calling stakeholder capitalism. Exactly, if you take yeah. that term stakeholder and you then you look at what the word corporate means, we're in the same ballpark. And when you understand that any word in front of capitalism is not the true capitalism that would be between basically meaning that every exchange that takes place must have two equal winners to it. Like it, and it's also to remove the state power from the economics. They corporations sh itself shouldn't exist within a true free market, let's just call it. No, it's better to use the word free market than I think capitalism. But we never had free market. Ever we again. never had it. We had we had better than other socialist communist countries or whatever, but still not the real deal because of the maritime admiralty law and the fact that they rigged the game. So that's yep. what you could call crony capitalism. That's what, um, what's his name? Professor um, Carol Quigley, who wrote Tragedy and Hope. He called yep. it super capitalism. And then they're calling it corporate cap. So just don't want people to get confused between a true free market that would actually benefit the working class and the average citizen 
and it would starve the corporate corporate empire and it would starve the government if that system was in place, which is why we don't get to have that system. And then what they do is sell you the term as being, well, we're going to give you a free market, a little bit of freedom, but it's going to be this stakeholder corporate kind of style, which we're getting a crash course right now when it comes to this whole central bank digital currency, yeah. um, you know, by, uh, the what's his name? The Netherlands lady, Ugh. the princess of Netherlands, the Holland of yeah. Oh, Beatrix. Yes, she's right. I saw I saw her in Davos for an hour. She was explaining how she's gonna go in Africa and how she's gonna say, well, we need to have a card. We need to have this. We need to have that. Unbelievable. And she's there. I mean, she's promoting it. In Davos, but you know what they did? This um, this royals, uh, they went to Davos till 2018-19, and when this COVID started, they never go. Because <laughs> I know they don't. Have you seen them in 2020, 21, 22? Only uh, Queen uh, Maxima was there. I haven't yeah. seen the rest. Yeah, but oh, I know. You also got that meeting that takes place. Is it every year or every two years in uh, Dubai? And it's the World yeah. Government Summit. You see in this one. I think I did, but okay. So this is what I always get a laugh. I just tell people I have a clip. So first of all, when I tell people, this is my favorite way to open it up with normies. I go, did you hear about the fact that they're because they'll say, what do you, what do you do in your podcast? I'm like, well, I talk about, you know, a lot of interesting subjects and, uh, and they're like, oh, you get into conspiracy theories. I'm like, well, I talk about, I talk about like criminal cabals and criminal conspiracies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then they'll go, okay, what, well, what's the big conspiracy? And I usually just get into it and I'm like, well, I, they're trying to set up a world government, a, a technocratic world government. You know, that's just kind of where you start. And people go, oh, really? Eh? And I'm like, well, they're announcing it. And have you heard of this thing actually called the World Government Summit? Like, I didn't make that up. I didn't name it that. And did you know that on the first talk or sorry, the last talk of 2023, the last meeting they had, yeah, the, the first discussion that they had on the stage was about how to implement the new world order. So you're at the World Government Summit and these elites, these are these Saudi oil, this is who's hosting it, right? The oil guys, you know, the Eastern Illuminati. And they're bringing in Western European royals and they're bringing in these politicians and Tony Blair and all those bastards. And they're all sitting around at a World Government Summit talking about how to implement a new world order. And they're asking the Saudi prince, you know, are you ready for a new world order? And I'm like, so I didn't... I didn't say it. When I say it, I'm a conspiracy theorist. But when a Borgia says it, or a Duke says oh, they it, don't go. They don't con- go. then they're all. They must be all doing charity. Come on. <laughs> there are certain, like people talk about cabal and talk about the the deeps like, in the back you never see. But those people don't go. I mean, the the people that they go. Not even a Hohenzoller doesn't go. I haven't seen her. But they don't need to go. These are the meetings. These are like. You know how corporations, they have their, look how a corporation's set up. It's set up like this. You've got the investor board level guys that don't yeah. ever attend the local corporate roundtable meeting about where, what they're going to do with McDonald's. They're just getting, they're sending their people in to do the dirty work, do the meetings, you know, deal with the lawyers, deal with the PR, with the public. These guys that own the thing, the people that own BlackRock and Vanguard, they don't attend the World Government Summit. That's for the minions, right? Yeah. You're right. This is why people need to see the compartmentalized nature yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. And, and realize I, if you're the mafia, how does mafia. the mafia work? It's the same way. 
this. It's the same way. Yeah. It's they, just they, a global version of it. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, there is a bunch of uh, uh, pictures there, so you can go very quickly because people can see. There's links to them. Most of uh, here is I'll just the get through uh, some stuff here. Yeah, Camila's project. Yeah, she's involved in the Worldwide Fund. She's involved, like Prince of Monaco, is the same. She's with the oceans and with the seas. There was another summit about that. Grimaldi family, who's in Monaco, and. Uh, Russian prince Putin is doing laundering money over there. Oh, it's, I'm telling you, when you read all this and you see the media, how bullshit they 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 are. Uh, yeah, this oh, is it. This is it. It's in her side of Bourbon. Yeah, she's she has a side. She's she's doing this for Monte Carlo. You see, there she's it is. There. 2020. Princess Camilla of Bourbon to Sicily's Duchess of Castro and founder of the Princess Camilla of Bourbon Charitable Foundation attended the famous CC Forum sponsored by HS Prince Albert II in Monte Carlo, September 24, 2020. Her Royal Highness was invited to take part in the conference as a speaker. And it is about the new agenda, how to build a more environmentally responsible corporate capitalism and sustainability and the world's royal family's vision and action. So there's your sustainability agenda. So there if they, they are so innocent, why do they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's all for right what's best. Rootsburg, look at these people. These are running Sweden, Norway, Denmark. They have a, and they, of Glucksburg? course, are involved with the Nazis, Glücksburg family. Gl and they're running the okay. who? Yeah. Sorry, they're running the who? The who, yeah. One, the who. Uh, Norway and the Denmark. And she's been in, like, Princess, uh, what's her name? You have her down. I send mm. this to alternative medias and they don't want to talk. A couple of people, you know, write comments. Yes, there is. Yes. But not much. So and the, she's the, the Glucksburg family also originated from the Byzantine Empire and are likely yeah. descendants yeah. of the Constantinian dynasty. The head of the yeah. Greek royal family today yeah. is Constantine II, and he was the last reigning monarch of Greece. So I just want to mention that you mentioned the empire. So for people, what you can document so far from the Roman Empire, when it got split in two, the aristocrats of the those papal aristocrats, they went in Venice. There was another mm -hmm. bunch who, because it was a Byzantine, who was still going till uh, 1054, I think. And those were collaborating. So this is one family, the Byzantine one. And also the Phoenician came over. So the Dodges, you know, uh, we talked about those 10 Dodges or 12 Dodges that were in Venice. The, those families still exist. I mean, exist, but they morph into different names. You can find they morph them. into different names, yeah. Because they interbreed over time too, right? So yeah. then you have, uh, this is just a note, the Glucksburg have control over the World Health Organization. And I'm guessing then... Um, one way to look at this because people will say well the number we just look at the financing which is just surface level right to investigate this they're gonna see bill gates up there where do you put bill gates what's his do you know anything about where he comes from bill gates was knighted in 2005 by the windsor family i have a picture of it there you and go he's a knight commander he's he, he was like he was given a like you, you know what people don't talk about the alternative medias that bill's gates mother was a maxwell very rich a maxwell a maxwell yeah like is any relation to like just i don't know maxwell, but maybe? she was rich she you can find her i think she's dead already and the father was a gates so he's not a poor guy he got a bunch of money invested in whatever he had 
he had to vaccinate the people. That's it. Simple as that. So he's knighted. Yeah, he's knighted. Knighted. Yeah. George, it's, it's funny because this is, this gets interesting. When you look at who's knighted, first of all, it was uh, in the last year or two, the I think it was the head of one of the pharmaceutical companies. Which one was it? Um, it wasn't Pfizer, but the other one. It wasn't Moderna. Moderna. Maybe Moderna. I think it was Moderna. The CEO of Moderna was just knighted by the king. Okay, and you know why? because Moderna is below Roche, and who got the Roche money? Roche is up, yeah. Roche, I, I have everything about Roche. I just didn't give you because. Oh my you god, we got so much to go slide. into there. <laughs> no, because I mean, that goes Roche. back to like Ig Farben and all that stuff, right? Yeah, and, and Python and the Roche and all the swabs that um, they take genetic material from people. He got. A lot of money. I mean, there is a documentary if people want to see Corona Gate. Some people see saw it, some people didn't. I don't know. And the document, like the guy documented like this. And I just went back today and I revisited and I was thinking to give you more information about this. It's it's connected with <laughs> the mafia in Lombardy. <laughs> Lombardy. Oh my god. Because they had, you know, uh, at the same time there was Wuhan, was Lombardy, was Iran. You know what they did? They threw, there was the Olympic Games. They threw uh, down, they, they put down the 6G. I think it was not 5G, 6G. So the people were vaccinated already in June 2019, all the Chinese. And the people who were there, even from Canada, I have a document that all the people who went to the military games got sick and they went back. So they created a hyper whatever. They may put fear in people. There was no virus, not at all. I mean, I was watching a, a video with Tony Pantararescu and he, you know, running and running, a guy running and just poof. What the heck? And then Tony said, look at the lamp here, the traffic light, just red, white, red, uh, green. And the guy, it's EMF. Simple as that. And it grew. Now, and I've heard this theory. I've heard this theory and I, I personally... I have a bit of pushback with that theory in general, just because these types of 5G, 6G traffic lights, they haven't, they weren't installed all over the world, right? They're only China, in certain yes. areas. China, yes. So wh however this got, but either way, no matter where we get into the weeds on that. No virus, that's the thing. Like right. People hyper like virus, no. And then Lombardi, they, uh, they put the 6G again or 5G. It doesn't matter what it's 5G plus 6G. You can kill people. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's terrible. Uh -huh. But even even still, even still, even if we have, you know, even if there's like, you can argue with whether they did a, vi a weaponized virus or vaccines or, or EMF. No, it wasn't. But, either, it, no, but I'm saying, Laura, I'm saying that because we can say this, but like there's, there's good theories on all those fronts. In the end, it doesn't really matter because they utilized a weaponized system to make fear. build this pandemic so that they could create yeah. the fear they needed to take more control of the government, send in the medics, and then build the next phase. So however we theorize that, again, we can all be on the same page. No matter how Logically, if, 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 if a lab would break free and would leak, then you would see a pandemic. It, it never happened. I mean, the pangolin, the mangoli, whatever, all kinds of things but they never talk about technology never yeah that's Have true there's that concern as well but but this is this is what's crazy is the interconnected nature of it like when you have these world health organizations and wefs and uns and you got all these guys and the bill gates when people can 
understand that they're just the minions. They're the front groups that really represent the real mafia. Now I think we're getting to the next level. And then this one, uh, there was a note you had here. I wanted to say something that was really interesting. It says the Glucksbergs have control over the World Health Organization and use the medical industry for making chemical warfare on society. Count Igolf of Rosenborg is a member of the Danish Glucksberg and oversees the World Health Organization. And here it is, Rosenberg for Rosicrucian, and these are the oh. alchemists. And I, I did a thing, I think it was chapter nine, where we got into the alchemists and the Rosicrucian connection and everything else. Um, and it's basically when you get into some of those occult ideologies, um, which again are just surface level, there's always been this vibe of al alchemically altering the human being, like yeah, alchemically that's altering. That's what their, the old term was. Now we would say genetically altering or whatever. But um, I came up with this idea that maybe all the stuff we hear about transhumanism uh -huh. with all the technology and, the, and CRISPR and the genetics and all that, where they're just openly talking about genetically modifying us, maybe that's not new. I did a show called Ancient Transhumanism where I was getting into this idea that what used to be the old dark alchemy, because I think there's also a positive form of alchemy as well. Don't get stuck on the yeah, term. That's true. A that's dark true. alchemy, just, just changing something, right? Um, good, that was the agenda, was to modify the human being. Yeah. It could be that if you go back to the idea of the Nephilim, the fallen angels, and the Anunnaki, and this idea that they needed to create the perfect slave race, that there was already a genetic manipulation that took place yeah. thousands of years ago by advanced scientists that may have, I mean, this is where we get into just some interesting theories and you think, okay, so what if that there's something to that, which is what changed humans to basically be the odd thumb out when it comes to all the rest of creation here, all yeah. the rest of nature. And you think, okay, if that took place and we got this sort of firewall DNA and some of these interesting things, some of the things they discover with the human genome project, which don't really fit with evolution. And then you zoom up to where we are now what if these modern day alchemists working for these orders and these transhumanists, they are trying to a terraform the environment yes. to fit them and b genetically con it's not a new thing that they're trying to do this transhumanism thing. This is just a continuation of something that happened way back, you know, Atlantic or ancient times. Like yes. it's just one way of thinking about it. Yeah, but the thing is that uh, many people, when you tell them, they, if you they don't if history is deleted and i mean atlantis existed but many people deny that they didn't so this is well, why they're, you know that, that's yeah and this is why i'm saying it's a repeat of a repeat it's a repeat of a, that's i think the point of it now and it's always this is always a minefield of a subject to go through but i just i don't want people to get focused too much on this just think Nothing's new under the sun. How about oh. that? It's it's so old, it's new. And what we think is the new phase of this new, it's not a new world order. It's the, I, I like what you said. Oh, They're trying to bring feudalism back with the modern. Yeah, but the thing is they don't want you to rebel. You remember Sparta? Spartacus was, was very rebellious. It's just in the Roman times. No, don't rebel because we're going to put the technology and want to kill you. Yeah, yeah, they don't want that. No, but this is what I'm saying. That's a cheap, it's a technocratic uh, feudalism. But just the fact that they take away your land and they take away your food and the water. Yeah. And oh, your yeah. rights, I mean rights, whatever you have, because you don't have really rights by the maritime law. 
And I think that's what people are understanding is what we thought were protections for human rights with our constitutions, with Nuremberg codes, with all these things, all that just got pushed aside. A bunch of medics representing the WHO walked into all of our governments and started saying, this is what we're doing now. Forget your laws. And people yeah. are like, oh, I guess we don't have um, right. the rights and laws that we thought we used to have. And this is what people need to wake up to is that, yeah, this system was installed probably before your own country was founded. And so you and had actually, the illusion of freedom. Actually, the European Union was a lie, a big lie, because they said, oh, people join and we're going to have right. No, that was created because Hitler didn't succeed to mm. take over the whole. And now they did succeed in a peaceful manner. They stole and bought up everything. And there was uh, Habsburg's idea, one of they wanted to create it back, the Holy Roman Empire. They're going to the to those 10 regions that the Club of Rome, 10 kingdoms. There is a map about 10, 10 regions they want to create. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't see that one, no. No? Okay. So they're fighting over now. Even like I take this part, you take this. I mean, Gary Wayne is a very good researcher also, and he explained to me, if you really want to understand geopolitics, look at... Look up at the bloodlines. Yeah. No, and we've had Gary Wayne on. Um, he, he's got, I, I've got a whole book of his here. He goes into all that, the genealogy, everything. Um, when we go, is there anywhere in the slides? We've there got about 40 minutes left. Is there anywhere in the slides you want to focus on next here? Uh, I, you can't want go anywhere. Talk about the Templars. I mean, Templars and Knights of Malta. If you want, I can give you a brief su summary. If not, sure. show the people the pictures. Doesn't okay, let's do let's do that first, and then we'll jump back into some more of these pictures. So, Knights of Malta and the Templars. Um, okay. Yeah. So what would you tell us about that? The Templars, from what I researched, um, they well, they got a lot of wealth from the Sicilian pirates. They, the merchants, Italian merchants, they disband. But when they, once they were disbanded in three, 1307, their wealth went to the uh, Knights Hospitallers, which was older than it was actually created in 1048, 40, something. I'm not good in, with the dates anyway. And, and uh, the Malta Knights, they go back to the Benedictines, right? Yeah, but yeah. there were also, after the Templars were gone, they, uh, other, how can I say, satellite orders formed. Like some, they went in Scotland and others in Germany, the Teutonic Knights. Others, they went by Bernard Clairvaux. They uh, went in uh, Switzerland. Actually, the Switzerland's uh, flag and the Savoy's flag is the same. Yeah, the Red Cross. Yeah. So uh, then is the Cistercian order. Also, uh, there is um, another order of Montesa. They went into Spain. So there is a lot of satellite orders of the Templars. And uh, the Hospitallers were even older than the Templars. And I think they were already established in Switzerland before the Templars, they, they disband. And the whole wealth went over there because Switzerland is formed in 1291 and the Templars disband in 1307. Well, and it's funny how Switzerland wasn't touched in any of the major wars. No, no. And, and also you've got flag, lots of... the flag is like the red over white is the Templar and the white over red is the Hospitaller. 
so it's vice versa. But Savoy's flag and Switzerland flag exactly the same. Yeah, the flags <laughs> alone. When you start going through flag symbolism, it's mind blowing what's on there. When you know the ancient archive of symbolism, like it's insane. I think the whole wealth went over there and to Scotland. Okay, uh, the Teutonic Knights, the Montessa. The Montessa order is is um, run by uh, Philippe de Bourbon because he was Farnese. And Borgia. Oh, sorry, that's uh, the Montessa order? The yeah, Montessa? that's the Montessa order. Yeah, it's still on, on I think. It's uh, it's run by uh, Philippe, Philippe Bourbon in Spain. But Philippe Bourbon used to be Farnese. And Italian uh, Constantinian order is also a satellite. It's run by the other Bourbon in Italy. And these two were our cousins and they were Farnese. And Farnese was the one who created also the Jesuits. So there's all said that if you connect the dates, there's it should be another presentation too. <laughs> right, connect the dates of when they were set up and then yeah. what they're doing now. Because none of this would be relevant to anybody if these orders weren't still around doing their work, right? Like that's why we're talking about this. And the hospitalers actually became the Knights of Malta. They went to Rhodes, Cyprus, Malta, and now they are in Rome. Have yeah, my understanding is it was, you got the 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 uh, Benedictines, The they, they went by other names previous to that even, because you said they're one of the oldest, and this is what Michael would say. Their monastic orders, uh, and also there is the military order. Right, and that's the other thing. You got to separate the knights that just went out and did the fighting yeah. from the clerics and the the yeah. priesthood behind them. There, those are yeah. two different groups, right? It's group, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the military guys are just they're good at fighting, and then you have the guys that are the bankers, then the guys that because remember these guys also um, did liaisons in their crusades with the Eastern cults, and they brought oh, in a lot yeah. of so, the Eastern practices into masonry. Yeah. That's why yeah. masonry today has all this weird Eastern Oriental stuff with the Shriners and the Scimitars. Yeah. Uh, they went there. And I don't know if you've seen the new, anything about this new John Wick series, these John Wick movies with Keanu yeah. Reeves. Forget about the, it's awesome action if you like that. But the the symbolism of the story is A, he comes from a Russian, so he's an assassin. He's one of the assassins, right? He's a modern day assassin who's in a Russian, he comes from a Russian Orthodox background in the movie. And then John Wick has to go through all these very symbolic uh, stages of development, you know, like all these guys do. But he has these liaisons with the Middle Eastern guys. He goes to meet these sheiks in the desert who give him his order and they bring him back into the they, they have they call this mafia the high table. And he says, yeah, the high table sent this guy. And then there's the lower tables. And the whole movie is about how John Wick interfaces with this underground criminal world where you take a gold coin, you pass it to some guy who you don't, and then he goes and opens up a secret door and then you're suddenly in this underground world. And the whole movie is him trying to take down this mafia, right? But yeah. I just can't help but think, man, in Hollywood, they're, they're hinting so much at this history that goes back to these Templars. They're just reenacting that in front of you on a stage. That's all these movies are. But that's what I'm saying. The, the main point, even if the Templars dis, were disbanded, their wealth went to Switzerland and Scotland. Oh, and don't forget the Order of the Garter in City of London. That's, oh, so that's Order of Garter. That's that's the Elizabeth. That's the Windsors, right? But all of them have the cross, the same cross, Constantine and Nora. So if you, yeah. you only the only thing you have to do is just match up the dates exactly, and you're gonna see once they disband, the Templars went away. 
the Pope did another because uh, okay, the Pope killed. I mean, it was not actually the Pope Clement; it was uh, Philippe Le Bel because there was a money that they didn't want to pay back. So, but they went to Aragon. They went to other pl places, and every time they were kicked out, they were put back. And then suddenly, in fifteen hundred, the Jesuits came up. Yeah, yeah, so. uh, it's it's a whole then that's a whole crazy history and, you know and then how, you have the you know the popes they would wear that triple crown right they yeah. call it the trirenium yeah. triple yeah. crown even yeah. when you get like triple crown today i think in horse racing is like the ultimate prize and then in casinos the triple crown and then the triple crown is like one of those things we it's in our language but nobody knows the origin of the triple crown and to me the triple crown is worn by the pope symbolically to represent the three city states that they govern, which is Switzerland, Rome, the Vatican, and yeah. Washington, D.C., the District of Colum, the District of yeah. Columbia, which means the District of the Vatican. That's what that means. Actually, and how you know that these papal bloodlines rule the Vatican? Because all of them, all of those families that uh, we didn't get through because we didn't have time, they had popes, and they still have. So Maybe. you know all those families produce popes, like... Like okay, one one of the the cruel pope that actually did the onam sanctum with the maritime that became the maritime law was the Gaetani pope, the Boniface. Wonderful. And if people aren't familiar with that. She's speaking about unum sanctum, sanctum. which, yes. I mean, don't read the Wikipedia version of it. It's where they declared ownership of the souls of all living creatures on the earth. On and the what earth. do you think the UN is declaring right now? They're declaring later on, later on, they declared even on the property, on the land. Yeah. The, so with land, they want, the, and this, it's a world domination agenda. It always has been. Yeah. Always and has it's been. The same, the same Pope. I mean, all those families that I, I talked to uh, Michael before, they had Popes. Even right. Pece and Pacelli, the, the one with the Nazi in the World War II. And they have, like Mussolini has two daughters, has even a granddaughter right now who's working with uh, uh, this Meloni uh, prime minister in Italy. Oh, yeah. Mussolini's granddaughter. So what what what, what else do you prove you know, you want? I mean... <laughs> Well, and that's the other thing, Laura, maybe people don't quite understand is that just like I was saying about all these religious fronts, these are these are like just like a charity is a front for a slush fund or a human trafficking cult or something. Just like, uh, you know, the mafia runs these different front businesses. The religions are all fronts for these Front, guys. Yeah. Like I'm talking about the, the institutions. OK, I'm not talking about people's private religions. That's different. And then uh, but it's the same thing like Knights of Malta produced the cia all the cia directors were knight of malta um yeah. and same with Mossad. everybody was like oh Mossad and israel yeah the, the knights of malta the, that's where you're going to start with understanding who because cia then Mossad, the same guy that ran the desk of the cia ran the desk of the Mossad in washington dc okay in the district of columbia that's where the vatican does business right there and they run all of those intelligence cults and when you go look at the symbolism of all these intelligence agencies, and then you look at the symbolism of these flags and these bloodlines, there's your papal blood. They're telling you who they are. So you've got them working in the medical world. You've got them working in the intelligence world. You've got their puppets installed through these roundtable groups and WEFs in the political world. They've got the market with the banking world through their Templar connections and Rothschilds and Pesors and whatever. And then you just look at it, you go, yeah, this... 
is a mafia that's been in operation for centuries. For centuries, really. Yeah. Like you could make a case. I usually tell people just start 200 years ago and have fun with that. And then, and look at it from that perspective, but we can go way older than that when you're talking papal families, because then you can't stop at Rome. Can you? Because the Roman uh, empire was built off the back of the previous empire before that. And before that, now we're back into ancient Egypt. And then you're going before that, like, and they have the same traditions, the same symbols, the same mandates, the same ideas that are coming out right now as the new hip ideas uh, of the time, but none of it is new. That's really what I wanted to point out. Have you out. noticed that the Italian flag is the same like Iranian? Oh, I'm going to look that no. up. Italian, <laughs> Iranian, Italian flag. I found that the, uh, Switzerland is still a papal state like the Vatican, and they have a, a kind of a, yeah, right, a tunnel. Uh, there was a Gotha tunnel built in 2016, horrible movie, and all the presidents were there. And that's why the uh, guards, the Swiss guards, are in Vatican. So it's the same status. Don't touch it. Why in the Second World and First World War, no bomb went in the Vatican, in the city of London, and in Switzerland? It was so nice. Everybody was bombed, but not the... <laughs> This is yeah, weird. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's, uh... Hold on. I'm going to pull this up. I want to show this. It's always just, I love when we show things side by side. It's just kind of mind blowing. Uh, hold on one sec. I'm just setting up my screen. Okay. If you want about the, the health, I can, uh, Palavicini family also, but we didn't get into, into him. He has a big pharmaceutical company called the Rotafarm. Yeah. Well, it's upside down, but they're still the same colors. Yeah, but that's what I just, isn't that interesting? Italy, well, Iran. Because it's the uh, Pallavicini who's one of the papal bloodlines. That's oh. why. So, yeah, he's also into the medical industry. Like, it's, uh, I'm telling you, it's mind-blowing. You, you would need hours and hours to explain all the connections and, of course, go down to the minions because, yeah, it's new to people and I know it's overwhelming. Well, hey, not for my audience. These people love it here, eh? Let us Gates know in the comments, the guys. We can do more of this. But here we go. I wanted to get to this. Gates. So that's Melinda Gates uh, and yeah. the Royals of Norway and Sweden. What's this all about? Yeah, well, they went fishing or somewhere. I don't I don't see it <laughs> here. Yeah, like the, the, that guy, Hakun, is uh, from Norway. Do you see that how nice they meet? Oh, yeah. And the other one, I think it's Bernadotte. Oh, you see? She is involved in Chepi. Well, you know about these uh, think tanks. I haven't searched for them. I know he's involved with the Melinda and Gates. The he's Chepi. involved with the Gates, eh? Oh, and Seppi, right? Because Hakon. Yeah, what's Hakon? What's that? It's the the guy. Uh, is uh, the guy here? Um, oh, this is his Norway. last name. He's the prince of prince of uh, Norway. Okay. Oh, he Crown Prince Hakon. Also, also on on the World Health World Health Organization. The who? He has authority on it. He has, he's on there too, eh? So Seppi, well, no, that's Seppi. people. Yeah, let me. So Seppi is what people recognize as the Gates Foundation uh, project, right? Yeah. But it's really, you're showing the family behind Gates. Yeah, well, they had some discussions over, um, from what I, from what I remember when I read it, uh, over, you know, they had to discuss how to develop the vaccine and blah, blah. So do you right. see that? Uh, yeah. And that's their site. You can find it's all the, the 
yeah, this is their website. I mean, leading the quest for a vaccine. But these people were in Davos in 2016, 17, 18. These are Davos attendees, eh? Were, yeah. All right now, no. You see UNDP ambassador. So UNDP is another uh, branch of the UN. Yeah, it's United Nations Development Program, yeah. Okay, so you know them better. I just, uh, it's, it's, uh, but you know what bothers me? That these presidents are so idiots. They signed everything, all, all, all the documents for all uh, the departments of the UN, and now they have to go by it. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. And then this Norwegian delegation headed by His Royal Highness Crown Prince Hakon conducted an official visit to California. The virtual visit continued today with a conversation with Nancy Pelosi at the top of the agenda. Hey, cuz, how's it going over there? <laughs> What's the marching orders? What am I supposed to do in between vodkas? Um, What's this? Just more co oh, cooperation on combating climate change. This is what these guys, this is their number one sales pitch. Vaccines and climate. Uh, then you got the crown prince at the UN. This is the same guy, crown prince Hakon, four-day official are, visit to the US. You know, because uh, the U, they, they, all of these people are Knights of Malta, Knights of whatever. Yeah, they're all knighted into these orders. Knighted, yeah. But they have a special status, uh, both the Holy See the UN, the Constantinian order, they have a special status in the UN. They can do yeah. whatever they want. That's right. And I think that's what's uh, that's yeah, the, the World fashion. Health Assembly. Oh, my God. There's so much good stuff in here. Guys, just so everybody knows, we've only got about 20 minutes left in this show, and we're only 45 slides into about 160, and that's the condensed version. So I'm just kind of – but I just wanted to show you, and we'll go through a few more before we go here, but I just want to show you the depth of this. And I mean, how many slideshows have you prepared? Have you said like one of these? That's, that's important. Uh, you're going to see some pictures there with Maxima and. Uh, oh, I'll go forward to that. Should I go close to the end of the slideshow? All of the pictures. I go down to the pictures. There are okay, lots of pictures. I'll just keep going. It's going to take uh, me a sec. What's her name? Christine Lagarde and mm. uh, the Queen Maxima and the Prime Minister. And, oh. You know, I'll, when just I, start, I'll just start running through stuff. I'll oh, just keep going. She's a patron of the who, so she's in uh, Nor Norway, I think. Yeah. Sorry, she's a what of the who? She's a patron. A patron. Oh, so she's and one of the donor. Yeah, one, another female Illuminati here. Female Illuminati. So I kept send this. I keep sending this to James Rogoski to to post this. I mean, don't write to the assembly because that's just a uh, you know write to her. Yeah. Be like, uh, your highness, yeah. <clears throat> kindly fuck off. Uh, okay. Let's... I'm not going to comply with this <laughs> shit for sure. Yeah, you see, I, I don't see. Him. Yeah, she's she's been everywhere. She's one of the leading members. Um, tons oh, of yeah. pictures you find on their site. She she met There's with the, the, with the UN uh, guy, Tedros. Hans, Hans Klug. Kluge. Kluge. He yes. gave a briefing on the COVID-19 situation, both globally and to the European region at UN city in Copenhagen. So he was, these are, this is when we're going like, who did the, so the, here we go. When you're looking at a Tedros, you're oh, looking at a minion of minions. This guy is like so low on the totem pole. He can barely read the script, uh, but the people behind him are who I'm more interested in. 
Yeah, that's what I think. And this is who these people are. They, they set these guys up. So you can kind of look at some of their history. Um, You're going to sit down uh, even uh, the Berset, the prime minister, I think. or min Yeah, I think it was in Switzerland. He was in the Davos as well. So everybody is, is in. This is um, Fred, Prince Frederick. He's, I think he's his husband. Oh, yeah, she's in the Wicca. Well, that's she's something that I still have to prove. I mean, uh, because people don't believe that these yeah. uh, royals are cult members. They are into the occult and into, well, I mean, into we, the bad, bad, bad part, not the good. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, the dark side of it. Dark the dark side. Occult. I mean, the do true, the do true. I mean, that's fact that yeah. it was done by the royals. Well, people are learning about this through... Like if I say Maria Abramovich to people, they're starting to realize, okay, yeah, there's some pretty dark witchcraft stuff in Hollywood because they see the relation to her and Lady Gaga and and even the Rothschild. There's a picture of her with Mr. Rothschild there. Um, but what, again, she's getting some headlines. There's entire witch cults that people don't know anything about. This is where you're going to bring in Maxwell. Oh, and one thing on Maxwell, Ghislaine Maxwell, who everybody's talking about right now, she was into, she was on the UN. She was part of them, uh, part of their program, something to do with, uh, it was something to do with the oceans. She was on some ocean project. I can't remember the name of it. Probably people would, in the comments. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. But it was interesting. You had shown some of these other Royal families involved with the UN projects and these charities that are just mm -hmm. all this environmentalist stuff. So do you want you know, environmental it's just, do you want more environmental? I'm going to give you the maritime law. Uh, or maybe you have it. You have it in because I sent everything to you. Maritime law, I did an interview about that. So it's everything about the oceans, okay. the sea, and who's involved, and the Monaco, and the Grimaldi family. I'm telling you, <laughs> there's a lot of, of presenting to people. Well, yeah, but I'm just, the point is with that is that if you have someone like Ghislaine Maxwell, who's like totally probably running Epstein, it's not the other way around. Yes, um, yes. And is involved with the UN with these environmental programs. She was at, there's pictures of her at like speaking at Walt Disney back in the eighties or something. So she's up there and yet they're involved. So on the surface, they look like they're these philanthropists, charitable people doing good work to help the, the environment. Yet they're also just happen to be involved in creating honeypots through human trafficking and child predation. So there's always that to consider. Actually, uh, the, we the, conclude the, the, that they're just nice people. Oh yeah, the, you know this Moller Marks shipping company? It's always in the movies. Oh, oh right, it's true. Maris, yeah. Oh, so who owns and shipping it? companies? How do you think they traffic across you know, yeah. drugs, weapons, yeah. people? <laughs> they run the seas, man. These are the piratic, the piratic families. Yeah, she's uh, one of the maritime law. Yeah, because that's Denmark. the they they divide some in Denmark and Sweden, not Sweden, sorry, uh, Denmark and Norway is the who. So this is a United Nations system. It's like terrible, but they have some special uh, departments that are running it, and those right. departments like the ECOSOC, they are running the show. They are running it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, okay, so go down, and you're gonna find like who. These ones, UNICEF, oh, yeah. UNIP, and all are run by royals. Why? Like, Look, <laughs> New York, New York, big surprise, New York.
I love New Yorkers, but man, New York is just, it's one of the headquarters, right? And then you've got Italy, of course, Switzerland, Kenya. Switzerland is actually the there headquarters. There you go, Geneva, Jordan, Switzerland, Italy again. So these, are, so you're saying the UN then is just basically a bunch of these different. Yeah, different departments. They departments, have special yeah. departments that they are running. The, I mean, there's a bunch like this, but there yeah. are separate departments that can do whatever. Yeah. UN Women, which is advocating right now for the destruction of women through the trans agenda. Um, but the Denmark, headquarters of everything is Switzerland. Vienna, <laughs> Austria. It's Switzerland. I sent you that link. I just found a couple of weeks ago. It has the Knights of Malta. It has a Switzerland headquarters. Oh, is this the... Um, the last link that I sent you before the show. Prior to Scion International thing? Uh, like so those images, or um, I don't know. I sent you two links. So the first one was about Knights of yeah. Malta. Well, they, said this one. they have headquarters in Rome, but they also have in Switzerland. Okay, let me let me just. This was the other link that you sent. I don't know if this is the one. Well, we can some stuff about the prior. The prior is gone. I I tried to go into their site and I. It's somehow deleted. Yeah, like all the treaties they signed. You see them there. You can't go into the link. That's the problem. Treaty of Peace, Mutual Friendship, and Brotherhood being the prior to Sion. Yeah, I don't know if any of this stuff is, but it's there's the symbolism, cross and crown. The symbolism, but there was also the signatures. And uh, I can't oh, go. Right. I, I did something with the site for some reason for people to not see. Right. They slowly, slowly they're gonna delete everything from the internet, so save it up. Okay. Oh, what can I say? Oh, cool! I didn't know I could do that. Um, all right, so then, yeah, just a couple of some more of these. Want to get to some of these pictures? Yeah. Yeah. See. So this is good. You're just breaking down how it's all structured. Oh, now here we go. Here we go. So this, okay, if you go on the other think tank, which you won't be able probably, uh, there are slides from 81 to 91. They're going to show you all the European aristocratic families of the circle. Of the circle, right. Yeah. That, was the, that was the order we were talking about before that produced the European Union. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So this is, you got here. Well, you got Rothschild as well. Cisneros? Cisneros? Yes, he's an, I think is a. He's, I don't see from here anyway. He's not uh, Malta. He's in with Rockefeller. Yeah. George Schultz and the Demarius, Demarius family. Oh, yeah. I know something about this family. I had a friend. Demarius owns Canada. Yes, exactly. That's it. The Demare, Paul De, or what's his name? Something yeah, Demare. You I can't get elected without their signature in Canada. I'll tell you that. Wow. Um, who else was it? Okay, so then you've got, it's hard for me to see, it's a little small. So yeah, you got Habsburg. If people want this information, Rock they can child. go on ESPG. Yeah, I'll pull some stuff for everybody too after. I'll, I'll have to, like, to dissect all this, I'll have to do a bunch yeah. of posts. See, so Kudovek, Alerge, and Otto von Habsburg together, they were associates. And they right. did Opus Dei and Knights of Mother, they are behind. But all they wanted to create, to recreate the Holy Roman Empire, and the Vatican, yeah. Europe, and so they're all interconnected. And all this migration that's happening in Europe, it's owed to 
Kudove Karlergen, Otto von Habsburg, who's dead, but he created the WEF as well. I'm going to send you the document to see, together with, with Schwab, who was nice, and I mean, nice and young at that time, but nice uh, Otto young, died. Yeah. And also, uh, Habsburg's son is living in Hungary and he's leading the Rotary Club. Rotaries, yeah, that's another rabbit hole. Oh, he's here. He's finally he's gone. Finally gone. What about Most Soros? Where does that bastard fit? Oh, Soros is retired. Then Alexander is running the show. Alex, and yeah. uh, I just saw him just uh, in a lavish style with Usher, which I love. Unfortunately, mm. how can they, they mingle with, with people like this? I don't know. Well, they again, they're circus animals. They're probably just normal people. They're slaves. That Think of them like slaves. They're not, they do yeah, what they're told. Yeah, but music is good. <laughs> they're brilliant artists. They're brilliant, yeah. talented musicians and actors. They are phenomenal. They are, they are the, these guys recruit the best of the best. And they recruit out of the human population. They recruit superior slaves. This is what the Roman Empire is, what they all did, right? So True. you can't blame the the slave. You, you can't, you can't play, they, there's a situation going on with these people that I don't think we can even comprehend. All right. The kind of handlers that they have working with them. If this is a mafia, they're all under threat. Uh, their families are under threat. They are raised oh, and owned. So I don't ever place blame on them. I look to these people, the responsible ones at the top. That's it. I'm yeah. disappointed because I, I, the Circle de Nation, the, yeah. So it was a private aristocratic club which started out with 80 members who were royalist, anti communist, pro. What you see, this is how they play anti communist, pro NATO, pro European. But now they're bringing in the communism. Oh. Well, as a weapon, though, that's the thing. Okay, this is where people get confused as well. And I had to do a breakdown. Let me know what you think. You got all this communism, fascism, socialism, capital, all these isms, right? And they'll go, well, Dave, the Knights of Malta and the CIA guys, they were all right wing. They were all conservatives, right? Because uh -huh. they came from the Catholic line. So that would be all the conservatives, right? But then you have the left wing guys that are coming more from this, you know, uh, communist idea, socialist idea. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand. That's all front labeling for yeah. the common man. They needed, it's the same thing with the two, the, the wings of politics, left wing, right wing. It, the wing of two, on, two wings on the same bird, controlled by the same brain. So when you have these, uh, and then there's the whole thing about, oh, the Nazis were anti-communist. So therefore they must've been enemies. And I'm like, no, they were just two gangs competing over turf on the surface. But when you find out they were all financed by the same people, so the Bolshevik revolution, the communist experiment in Russia, financed by the same people that financed the rise of Hitler through the Vatican, financed by the same people that financed the rise of FDR in America, because they cooked it up first, this brand of socialism, which would grant them the Holy Roman Empire again. That's the ideology they needed to install in the public of people living in free markets, right? And say, no, no, we want to bring it back. But they realized they couldn't sell communism to the middle or upper classes. So that's why they came up with fascism. And so they say, okay, so fascism is gonna be the so socialism that we sell to the middle and upper classes, and communism is gonna be the socialism we sell to the lower classes. So on this, and maybe even the puppets were fighting with each other, Hitler and the, and, the, and the commies or whatever, but behind the scenes, these guys were just watching to see which experiment won the day, which was the most effective at achieving this kind of control. And then they took notes from those periods of time in history. And then now what we're getting with this great reset 
is the culmination of both of those things. So it's it, when, when you say, is this new world order going to be communist in nature or is it going to be fascist or is it going to be corp techno technocratic? Yes, all of the above. Oh. It's a hybrid of all the experiments that they took the data from through those historical periods. So this is why we can't get stuck in the weeds with people fighting over, oh, yeah. the, the communists were against the, no, no, no. These people were sponsoring the whole thing because their goal is world dominion. And if you want world dominion, you need to control the people. And if you want to control the people, one brand won't suit everybody. So you need to create multiple brands that will work for these different demographics. That's my reading of it. They can't, co uh, they can't control the people right now because there are too many still. They and didn't that's why they want to deep up. Yeah, up to 500 million, as John Coleman said, of course, to be Asians, because those are, you know, those. Oh, you think, uh, yeah, they're going to promote the Asian, yeah? Yeah, up to the point. And what they actually want, what is very, very dangerous, and that's what John Coleman said at the end of his book, uh, the moment the digital currency kicks in, uh, the bartering will be um, made like death penalty for it. Oh, I'm yes. sure. It'll be yes. a social credit. See, because then you got China, right? Which if you look at China, some people might tell you, well, China, China isn't communist, even though it's run by the CCP, because they look, they got new technology. I'm like, yeah, but Brzezinski, who's Polish Knight of Malta, all right? And yeah. what's his face? Kissinger, who thankfully just passed. Thank good riddance, right? Uh, <laughs> and we're all Knights of Malta, all these guys. Yes. And, and these other financiers, they went in and built the Communist Chinese Party after Mao. They built it and they set it up because they needed, that was an experiment ground to see what would be effective at running China. And now when we saw all the rules coming in from the WHO over COVID, what did they do? They copied and pasted what the Chinese government did to China and made the world do it. So that was to me, for them, an experiment to say, Let's see how the Chinese system floats in the West and around the world. And we're, they're moving towards the Chinese system because that's the perfect marriage for them between this crony capitalism and this, and this fascism communist mixture that Huck, they all talked about. That was their experiment. So this is what they wanted. They want the social credit system, system yeah. which is kind of like a, that's a communist idea, right? But financed by these champagne socialist capitalist royals, who, yeah. There's nothing free market about them. They are elitist, right? So it's it's that's why the names and terms people are getting they're tripping over it because they don't understand that these are just labels of various experiments that they shook out to try to see if they could perfect a system that would work worldwide. Because I think it's it's so much harder to create a world government system than well, people think. The people, yeah. Because you got it, you got it's like different animals in the zoo. You got it, something different for the lions than are going to be for the zebras and then for the snakes and the, and the pigeons. Like, you got to have different uh ways of dealing with that. If and then if you want central power, I mean, it's 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 a lot harder than you think, which is why it's taken them so long. Like, uh, I'm gonna tell you an example like Queen Maxima, I was listening to her for an hour in Davos. I don't listen, but it's good to listen to, to see what they plan. And she was explaining what a nice idea was with the CBDC. Well, it's a lie because if you listen, Professor the Economist Richard Werner, he's going to explain to you. We already have digital money. The only thing they're going to do, program it, and you're going to they're going to tell you it's programmed from this day to this day. You can buy this, but not that. 
simple and as it's that. probably linked to your 15 minute city uh, oh, yeah. jurisdiction so you can't you can't and, go to the neighboring 15 minute city and start spending your credits there right and it's only going to be issued by european central bank or whatever central bank that's it the rest of the banks will disappear and the beast that's yeah. it that's so, why we got to go local man we got to then don't don't accept the digital id because that's linked to the no never no digital ids for me no chips no central bank anything it's linked to the to this nano chip that it's in the injection and it's linked to the uh cbdc i saw the uh, patent that uh, 2020 was was issued by by gates there are some freaky patents i've looked at and uh, yeah whether that's happened already or it's going to happen either way where this they must be resisted it. at all costs. This they testing be. it, the digital ID. They testing it in uh, Estonia. is totally digital. I don't know if you know. Yes, Estonia. Yeah, I know that. Uh, did you see though? Uh, Germany right now, the farmer uprising. You catching any yeah, of this? Heard, but it, you, they don't show on television. No. They don't show on tell. But if you go on no. X right now or Telegram, every second video I'm seeing is the massive amount of German farmers, which are. They're carrying off what the Dutch farmers already did, which what the Canadian truckers already did. Man, if we got all the farmers and the truckers and the veterans and the, man, if we th these guys have no central bank digital currency, if everybody unites against this, you know, yeah. it has to be all at the same time. Also uh, defend your land because what the uh, nice yeah. King Charlie boy, as I call him, Charlie boy, I don't Charlie like boy. this guy. Yeah, Charlie, Charlie boy. He's coming in and he's buying a lot of uh, land here in Transylvania. Why? Because he's related to the Vlad Dracula, the dragon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's another thing that I want to get into later on. And um, and also like people buying this and buying that. Um, these families, I mean. Right. Oh, yes. This is the site of the Order of St. John. Yeah, Order of St. John. This is actually... Uh, the Protestant site I see in Germany, they wear this, the yeah. Hohenzoller. I have well, it, but we don't have time for the other. Uh, yeah, we don't. We're, we're going to do some more shows on this, but just real quick, I always point this out to people, um, especially Christians. I say, if you think these guys are some kind of Christian Catholic order, uh, think again, take a look at the cross. This cross is not a cross in the way you would look at a cross. It is four directional points pointing into the center which is the four, uh, you know, that's total dominion. And also I had a good friend of mine from Sweden uh, tell me that this was found on ancient rune stones that go way back thousands of years. So these bastards nicked it from the conquered peoples of Sweden, Scandinavia, the Druids, the Celts. They wow. nicked it from them and called it Catholic. Okay, so just so people know, we are not dealing with the type of Catholic Christians that like your grandma is or whatever, or what you might be. These people are satanic Setian Atonists that are uh, hiding behind the disguise of being, you know, a part of some public religion, you know. Um, and then let's just zip through some of these. because We've got a few minutes left. This is, we already went through the history. This is the history of the Knights of Malta. If you go down here you're gonna see their mission oh this is oh, the quickly yeah this is important oh, observer the, the, status yeah. okay this is united nation and is essential arena for the active order of malta and down below you're gonna see um 
the Habsburg. He is ambassador of the Holy See in Hungary. That's the one of the Habsburgs, of course. And look at the House of Lorraine on their coat of arms. Oh, right, the Cross of Lorraine. So people don't know if it's the middle image. He's kind of small. But when you see the Cross of Lorraine, it's the double cross. It's got two crosses through it. Have you ever heard the term double cross? You've been double crossed by somebody? Well, it's right there on the shield. We've been double crossed, all right. Um, so you see, Constantine uh, and Order and the UN is explain how they, uh, what role they have. And you see, they got uh, in July 2011, it was adopted. Uh, it's the document is there in the link. You can go in and see uh, that they have special status. Yeah. In the UN. The special status granted by the United Nations authorizes the Constantinian order to appoint official representatives to UN institutions in New York, Geneva, Vienna, and to grant them the power of access to project developments with written and oral interventions, acquisition and distribution of documents and the use of any clear conference or meeting rooms. I, I the, So the, just so people know, I did this with the Knights of Malta. They have the same status as the Constantinian order. So these again are just Vatican satellite orders. They got they're so special. They get special privileges. And the ECOSOC is a department that uh, deals with how uh, all these SDGs will be implemented. The Sustainable Development Goals. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's who cooked it up, guys. Not a bunch of you know who, who you think it was. Yeah, here's the PDF document, so you can go yeah. in and read the whole. Um, but they are actually below the Knights of Malta, but it doesn't matter because they're oh, still done by the same people. It's all the same oat bag in the end. Um, <laughs> let me just get through a few more. This is so good, Laura. You've just done a brilliant collection here. Uh, yeah, constant consultative status. Here's the documents. We've got the over document. Here. You got uh, the document, yeah, over there. So if you go on the link, you can find, oh, here, is another PDF, so it shows you that the Savoy family uh, is not just Savoy. They're all the doc all the um, NGOs there, not just the Savoy. Yeah, all of them who have a saying in the UN. And they got their favorite, um, what are they? Wheat leaves or or the 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 symbol in the UN and the WHO and NGO. They love this. Roman yeah, they they became an NGO. It's yeah. actually located in America. <laughs> and they have a ball every year and they decorated the uh, oh this is their con their connection to the holy see makes sense because yeah. uh it was emperor constantine that founded the holy see so there you go that's what their lineage is um and then you yeah, got these are the un specialized agencies yeah world bank group oh that's another that's another that's i think the world bank group like that the lucius trust and all that man that's another podcast yeah i have that too there's tons more of the, oh, Montreal to the mafia because this is easy to prove. Yeah. And then connection to them uh, with with the secret societies. For those that okay. might be just listening to this, they can't see the images. I'm just kind of clicking through some just phenomenal uh data that she's put into these slides. I'll have to post it. Yeah, check out the sim I I put these side by side for people too, just so you know who you're dealing with. This is the holy this is the Roman cult. That's who they are. They, that's what they are. That's right in the symbols. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, oh, like, are, you see, Geneva. Okay, so these are the ambassadors. Whatever uh, they 
decide or they say like she's uh crowned another princess of norway okay these princesses eh? follow the wives i don't know if we're up to me i would i would end up with all the royalty all the priests all the governments like let's Just go with the natural law yeah why not i mean you're you want to be sovereign fine then you don't need to you don't need to rule other people yeah you don't need to why do you got to rule over other people exactly because you have no rulership over yourself and you guys are a bunch of inbred psychopaths. Um, well, yeah, they more, are. yeah, UNICEF ambassadors. They're all they're all royalty. That's what's amazing. Yeah, I have the Luxembourg. Oh, she's in everything. She's Camilla. She, yeah, she's everywhere. Oh, do you know that she met the both her and her husband? They came to Hungary and they met with the Habsburg. They they met. So Hungary is too many royalties. Palavicini is living there. It's Austro-Hungaria. So right. Oh, the stock exchange. There you go. It's very much. Um, they have a. It's no no freedom there. I mean, everything is you know censored and. Oh, in Hungary. Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's a very not. Imagine the, they have a, a prime minister since two thousand five. The same. Here yeah. are the letters. Uh, well, these okay. are the letters for. Uh, uh, written by by the Bourbon, I think Camilla signed them. You can find them if you go on that link of uh, her foundation. It's in yellow, so you click on it and you download. Yeah. So th just to point out the contradiction here, what she's saying, she says, "I mentioned yesterday while speaking on the panel discussion about the new agenda for environmentally responsible corporate capitalism." That what happens in one industry impacts the other. So she starts with capitalism and then moves into a revolutionary communist dictator, where she's like, that what happens in one industry impacts the industries, the other industries, and there's a need for a collective response to global challenges. Where have we heard this before? Yeah, but she wants the capitalism for her. They want to gather yeah, yeah, everything. For them. Yeah. And you to be poor. Simple as that. Yeah. So when they say capitalism for yeah, they would be like, we're we are free market. We are the ones with the secret gold coins and all that. You guys are on the digital currency and you are run by a socialist feudalist system. That's how they do it. Yeah. yeah, it's all the same. She calls it corporate capitalism. Schwab calls it. And what is he? Is he from, is he from Austria? Who? Camilla? Schwab? Schwab? Uh, no, Switzerland. He's just right, right from Switzerland. Well, so I wonder uh, what order she's associated with then. True group. I didn't. That's there. I'm gonna send you that. Okay, uh, I'd love to know they, more on they that. Have, they have also. He's royalty as well. <laughs> yeah, no, and but he would he would just use the term stakeholder capitalism, but it's the same oh. shit in the end. Same shit. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, two Sicilies. I'm just gonna blast through these quickly, yeah, just so we can go, wrap it here. Yeah, to see the picture oh look at her with the serpent oh that's oh, yeah. the Camilla's daughter oh my god oh dude if i had michael on here he'd go on a whole thing on this for sure well you can show it to her him yeah, look at no, he'll him love it. yeah oh and here's the here's bill gates with bourbon yeah. you know what he said in one interview bill gates uh, he was asked did you vaccinate your your two daughters is no they don't need it they have a very good health system, yeah. immune system. Yeah. <laughs> of course, he's not going to. And if you if you see that, what was it, 70 or 63 times? We, we've got him on flight logs to Epstein Island, this guy. So what really? do you think? Like, How big do you think this really is in the, for people listening? Like, when you've got people like Gates, 
hobnobbing with these royals and these uh, UN globalists and all these people and these Knights of Malta and the Vatican people. And then you look at the history of all the pedophilia and the crimes against children within the Vatican and all yeah. these other religious cults. And then you hear about the, the, the Maxwell client list and the flights to the Epstein Island. It's all connected. That's all we can conclude at this point. In one of my presentations, I think you're going to find Bill Gates knighted. I'm not sure. I don't remember now which one. I'd love to see that one That because I heard that, but I never got to validate it. Doesn't surprise me, though. No, actually, the Dean Anderson said, and I, you know, when, when people talk in uh, interviews and they say something, I go and search and I find it. Yeah. Oh, say Roundtable. Maxima. Oh, yeah. The, uh, he, she's with the money. She's with the central bank digital. And down... You're gonna see uh, her with. So she's in this uh, the central digital currency thing. Yeah, she she had the like. When was the last Davos? I don't remember. Last year, I think. And she yeah. took a speech of one hour. Oh my god, she was like everybody was fascinated by her and what a nice thing. Oh, just makes look at me... this. This is this is from their own website. Okay, this isn't this is their yeah. website from yeah. 2021. Queen Maxima to virtually discuss digital currencies at the World Economic Forum in 2021. Okay, so that was 2021. Yeah, 2020. Oh, and this is one of my favorite guys to troll. Antonio Gutierrez. Can I give a little riff on this? So Antonio Gutierrez, I don't know if you know, I did a little digging on him. You can get this right off Wikipedia. The guy was formerly the head of the World Socialist Party. He was wow. also the head of a socialist political party in his own country. And then he grew, became head of the World Inter Socialist International. That's what it's called, the Socialist International. Their symbol is the closed communist fist around the rose, right? <laughs> and he runs the UN as the chief, this guy. And oh. I couldn't get, I was like, okay, so you got the guy that was formerly running the Socialist International as the chief of the UN. What else do you need to know? Have you seen? We didn't get to see uh, in uh, Aldo Brandini's, uh, but you have to show that to people. The dead with the sick, like uh, whatever the skull. It was a skull with the sickle like this. It's it's horrible. No it's, way! Like the death symbol. Yeah, like and you should symbol. see the cult of hate. It and the atlas uh, holding the. Uh, it's like we, you, I'm the guy, and you people. I have to. We have to. You know. This is the power. Uh, it's a globe and it's Atlas in, I mean, yeah. Michael has to decode all this because I'm oh, not. Oh yeah, the symbolism is quite the. Look at her. Oh, who's on the left there? What's her name? Uh, Lagarde. Oh, this. And Maxima. Calling me. Sorry, someone's trying to call me. So this is King Alexander, Queen Maxima and the president. Queen Maxima. Central, uh, oh, president uh, of the European Central Bank. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. And, uh, I think it's Prime Minister is there. I'm not sure. Christine no, Lagarde, that's it. Christine Lagarde and his her husband. Yeah. Oh, look at who's here, the beast. Oh, is this <laughs> that fat bastard? Remember that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the one talking about the central bank currencies. He's the world bank guy, isn't he? You know what he said? I saw. I saw. Yeah. Uh, he says, we need to know the hundred dollars or, or hundred pesos. What is it spent for? We need to know. We need to know. <laughs> Yes. We need to track every transaction on the planet. Yeah, Make sure right. it's approved by the royalty. Uh, Leveraging the power of technology. Yeah, they just love this shit. 
couple more we're going to go through. We're going to have to wrap here in a minute, but I just want to zip through. We got our, oh, I love this. Guys, if you're out there listening, every time you go to these websites, okay, these all these websites we're bringing up, always go to the partners tab and the donors, the collaborators. There's all these different names, our members, our uh, patrons. Go surf those pages, man. You're going to start to see the same names, the same banks, the same families on all of them. You tell me this isn't coordinated. So you got your oh, think tanks and NGOs mixing with the Royals. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, Schwab was knighted by Elizabeth. Schwab, I think it's in the end, uh, no, by the Yamamoto. Yamamoto. The, uh, Japan. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have to get into the Asian bloodlines. Oh, here is, look at Schwab and look at the Prince um, of Belgium. What's her oh, name? And Queen Matilda. Philip and Queen Ma Yes, yes, the Belgian royals. Lady oh, and Hakon's there too. Hakon's there too. Yeah, yeah. And Rhino, the other. That's a Jordan. Rania. Rania. Actually, you can track down uh, the corporations if you really want, because in 2011, there was a Zurich Institute. They, they made the study. And 147 corporations that are in the world and the shareholders of all it's 50 banks 50 banks yeah so if you go by the banks you can find i i, I have a couple i don't know but most of them i know i track them so this is how oh. i started actually by the and then i went to the symbol symbolistic yeah here, hold for a second. I'm going to read this caption. So Queen Matilda attended the Global Vaccination Summit. So on September 12, 2019. So that is just a month before the Event 201. Remember Event 201, the exercise? So just putting that on the timeline. On September 12, 2019, in her capacity as advocate for the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals and honorary president of UNICEF Belgium, Queen Matilda attended the Global Summit for Vaccination in Brussels. The summit is organized by the European Commission in cooperation with the World Health Organization and underlines the importance of vaccinations and aims to mobilize broad support for vaccinations. Oh, I'm sure they were aiming to mobilize that because of not long after they did Event 201 and not long after that, we all know the rest of the story. So interesting. Do you see the drunk guy, the Juncker? Oh, God, he was a, such yeah. a drunk guy. Oh, yeah. then the biotech getting into the biotech yeah, they're involved in that too yeah uh, silicon uh, valley silicon valley these people yeah. are all invested in oh and there's they are with gates yeah oh this is such a nice guy <laughs> look at that beautiful family photo eh? reconnecting <laughs> it just makes me laugh at the beginning made me angry but not anymore oh you have yeah. to laugh at evil you laugh in its face you just laugh. make fun of it that's Gustav, why i love some of these memes uh, i think this guy is dead finally gustav Gustav. Yes. Uh, he's over the, I mean, he's running Brussels. There is a European roundtable uh, below him is uh, Wallenberg. So they, oh, Timmermans. This guy came in Romania. They sold everything to him. He was the EU commissioner. So you see. Oh, wow. Who they talk. Oh, and then von der Leyen. There's another. What about like the Vanderbilts? There's some of these names, people, the Vanderbilts, the Paysours. You've heard of these families too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They They're are. all part of it. They are part. Well, I'm going to, because right now I finished with the PayPal one, so I'm going to move down. 
to the next uh, level that it's more the for minions, yeah. people. Yeah. The Sorry, I just want to point out, check out, I always look for it. There's that Knight of Malta cross right under his purple sash there. And that would be King Philip. I'm not sure if it's, it looks so much like the order of the Seraphim. I mean, there's so many orders. But it's funny, or Seraphim order, nice, but it's the same uh, Maltese cross. Yes. So that's just, it's Vatican. Um, yeah, Matilda. They're everywhere. I mean, um, uh, if you go on their site, you're going to find tons and tons of yeah. pictures and these are the people yeah. behind it, guys. These are the people. Make no mistake about it. Oh, look at Berset. Oh, with Modi. Modi. That's yeah. that's uh, the priest. It looks like one. He's no. He's India. He's the what? Okay. The prime minister or president of India? I don't know what they call him there. I don't know about you've heard of this, Laura. If you see that, I've done this many times. I just love it. The World Economic Forum has a slogan under their logo all over the place, Committed. and it says committed to improving the state of the world uh -huh. right yeah. but that if you look at understand occult language you could think of it as oh it's just what people think oh they're just trying to improve the world but no they're creating what again a world government which is a state a world state so they're uh -huh. committed to improving the world government that's how i read it because that's what they're actually doing so it's funny that it's right there in your face yes we salam he just resigned. Not, oh, look at this Prince Henry the Arenberg. He's most of the princes are on the World Economic Forum. And of course, this disappeared. I don't know if it's, if it's still there or not, but many things disappear after it, they're being exposed. <laughs> I've seen it. I've been watching it too. I've collected screenshots and everything. And now the thing sucks because when you share a screenshot, people are like, I want to see the link. And I'm like, oh, it's gone. And then they think it's bullshit, but I got it in real time. And it's hard to prove this stuff now sometimes. I don't know if I put a link because I usually put you see he is um Belgian French banker so finances the European Union agendas they work closely with the royals in Luxembourg France and Germany yeah uh yeah this is explains inclusive capitalism what globalism. I that's what it is <laughs> globalism globalism yeah oh this one probably people know because um I'm not sure how many it was very very popularized on the TV, even on TV, I saw it. Yeah, you got him with the dope show there, all these royals, the Pope and all these guys. And all the king's horses and all the king's men. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. And they're all going down, these people. I hope I believe so. it. Oh, see, this one you meant. Oh, this is, oh, is this Rothschild getting knighted? <laughs> yes. Rothschild's Rothschild getting knighted, is he? Child, English one. Tells you the pecking order. Um, no, pecking is 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 arranging something. I don't know. It's a tie or something. No, it's not. Not. Don't you see how humble Rothschild is? Oh yeah, it's all ritual too, eh? Like it's like they give each other little awards behind the scenes. This is what the Hollywood Grammy, the Grant, or another Grammys, the uh, whatever, all the see, award ceremonies they, they do for these funds. Find on the on the internet. They find. Oh, this is the guy. This is the picture I was talking to you. And if the I saw Macron there? Yeah, I show you another picture in the, the other. Uh, here is Aldo Brandini, but he you're not going to see her. You have to show that picture to the people. Because when people say, no, can't be. I never see that person. Yes, she is. She is. She's, she's 
she's there yeah and that's why he's high up he's probably one of their bastard kids well like macron and his wife <laughs> the same and trudeau and his baby castro right or whoever <laughs> his but mother trudeau's who's the wife. templar how family. is trudeau's wife is she, she i don't really see her <laughs> Sinclair, yeah um this yeah, is about Vancouver. Are... What's going on in Vancouver here? Oh, it's just yeah, that they no, had their they had their meeting in Vancouver. Their meeting, yeah. Okay. Some bad long long. Almost ago. through. I just want to get through these last ones and then we're gonna to have to wrap it here. But um Yeah, you oh, see this is the one you were talking about with Japan. Yeah. Rising Order Sun. of the Rising Sun. I don't know why he got this. They most of them they get orders. Well, Order of the Rising Sun, that's Illuminati. Illumination, the rising sun, it's their symbol. And this, what is the, what is Sol Invictus? What is the Vatican? But it's a sun cult. That's what it is. So then so Yamamoto, the order of the rising sun, that makes sense. Because Yamamoto gave it to him, the Japan. Yeah. Uh, he's Illuminati as well. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Military service. Oh, he is. There he the is. There God. he is. Looks like a candy cane. <laughs> but I'm thinking about these asian asian bloodlines i found the lee one of the lee uh lee kashing he's owning hong kong and uh he's owning vancouver by the way you're gonna find it in one in the other um uh, presentation well i know that i know that i know the chinese and some of these asian groups run the ports of vancouver the port like the shipping ports uh -huh. i've had both police officers and like some of them retired. And also I've got a video of, a, of someone who was a human trafficking survivor in Canada, uh, did an interview with her, if people remember. And she spoke about, so it was, it was these cops, it was her. And then also Ted Gunderson back in the eighties talked about Vancouver. And they all said it's run by the Chinese gangs, the Asian gangs, yeah, and they yeah. are working with the shipping companies. This is all where the trafficking of Weapons, drugs, people, kids, whatever. They run it through the shipping ports. And um, which culture dominates Vancouver, British Columbia? I'll just let everybody speculate on that one. It's actually, um, no, I found Li Kaxing. Li Kaxing, what owns? I know what owns. And I know how it's connected. You have to, when you have time, you're going to go through those, uh, the other presentations. I oh, think I it's will. I will. So if you need more documents, I can provide documents and these to the people to read yeah. for themselves. Well, Laura, what I think you and I could do is, first of all, this was a great summary. And guys, I'm sorry we were all over the place here, but it, it, I hope we at least got enough out there. to. This is just toe in the door with the research. You can go validate it. I just hope I wanted to bring this to light and get some of you guys digging on it and finding out what you can find out about some of these connections. But we're going to do more. I'll do some more shows with you. Laura, we also want to have you back on Unslaved to have some more deep dive with Michael. And also, I think what we should do is collaborate to get some of these organized, some of this information organized in some nice posts or get a sub stack created or something where we can. You oh, can no, go no. Through and I'm going to tell you why I've been on the sub stack and I can't post stuff over there. It's even with the video, uh, something else where I can post or I can. Maybe I was I was think, thinking uh, doing some documentary, but I have to learn the editing because people like when things move. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, I'm I'm gonna need your help with my cult of the medics because uh, you've got so much. Like I already have stuff, but there's so much more now. 
So I can weave some of this in there. And also we can do little videos over time. We can do little things because I do the, I can do editing and stuff. Um, yeah, but you, you've just done the great research, but yeah, let's, let's collaborate on those things and get this out and get as much validation as possible. And then we can definitely do some more work on this because this is literally, even the show we did on Unslaved with these two shows, this is just the beginning of what you've sent me. So I'm super excited to dive into this. Sorry, there are some, I see some questions. A guy says, what do you know about city of London being a Vatican city since 1688? Yeah. Well, as far as I know, the city of London is um, totally, not totally, is run by the Vatican, but they have a certain, um, uh, what can I say? It's like Switzerland. They can do whatever they want, but still Vatican is supervising it. I yeah. mean, the 1213 Magna Carta, they gave them independency, but still Vatican is. Oh, oh yeah. and there well, is the, the, a... one of the three city states. Yeah. That's what London city is. It is. I've uh, been there. I've been to London city. I saw that. I, I took the tram when you get off the subway in England and you go to the city of London, because city of London is different than London, right? London, yeah. It's got yeah. its own square mile or 10 square miles or something. And same with Vatican, which is they have the Swiss guard watching the Vatican. So there's your Templars, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's one of the city states. They have their own police, their own courts. The police cars are different than when you're in the other uh, part of Italy or London. And when you get off the subway, you're greeted by the big Templar shield with the big dragon in the background. Wow. It's interesting. The similar right there. They're telling you, you know. And so. also, if people want to know about history, I mean, I translated some pictures. Sorry, some Spanish uh, videos like 10 20 minutes it's not long and uh, what is his name uh, the venetian the venetian webster tarpley is a very good oh source. yeah on the black venetians yes yes yeah. he explains but he he starts from the roman empire that's the problem it's very hard to find history ba going back michael is very good in that yeah psychology hey, and either way here we just showed you they still exist right now. They're they're there sitting at the UN, the Davos. They're right there. These royals and these lines. These, these are they just the first away. level. These are first level. Not I mean there is these and then those that Michael posted like uh, Hohenzoller, Hess, uh, Windsor. Uh, God, uh, there are and then there are the people because you don't see them. And then there's the Nephilim. <laughs> oh, then there is what said. Then there's all that shit. Over whatever yeah. you don't see. Oh my god! Well, Laura, it's been just—I was like a kid in a candy store with these presentations, and I'm really grateful for you sending me this information. Um, and let's stay in touch. We'll definitely have you back for more, and we'll do some more research together on this because you've really hit something here that is so rare to find in this movement, and I hope people recognize it. Uh, for what it is and can go and look into it, follow up. And I'm hoping we can inspire people to help us with this research. Cause I know I've got some good diggers in this audience that when we threw up a bunch of stuff there, I hope some alarm bells went off and you guys are out there trying to look into it more. Cause this is what we need to do. We need to get out of the surface level of this discussion of what's really going on right now in the world and get to the top of it, get behind the veil and see the big picture. So that's the goal. And I hope we at least kick the door open with this. And I definitely invite people to go check out that. Um, we, it was such a fun show, the Papal Bloodline show that we did on Unslaved. So we, we, 
we didn't get to finish. I mean, oh no, it's just again another. But but I love that because it does show people that there's more than enough information to back it up. We just got to dive in and and start unpacking it all. And so we'll work on that together. Laura. If you want to, I mean, uh, not to use that one because it's too big. I have it split in four parts. It's the same information. The okay. paper bloodline is just part four parts because you you barely uploaded it. It was too big. Oh, I know. I couldn't even know. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk. We'll do that, and I can also maybe distill it into some threads, like I said, and and we'll work on that too. So, thank you, Laura. I appreciate thanks. it. Thanks and, for having uh, me, David. And I hope that if they have questions or if they're interested in something, I mean, there's too much. I mean, I'm working on a mafia right now. And also, oh, and is there is there a way like because I know you don't have a website right now. You do have an Odyssey channel, right? Do you have an Odyssey? Yeah, or? Yeah, yeah. What's the name of the channel? My name, Laura. Laura, the just Laura. I sent I sent you some uh, documentaries from there, so um, I'm I'm gonna send it to you again. Okay, send me again, cause then later I I I'm, I've got some company over. I'm gonna go and hang with them for a bit, and then I'll uh, start the process of trying to get some links out. So again, check it out. I'll put it on my social media, and uh, they can get in touch. And then yeah, well let's do this again sometime. Okay, and I'm gonna send you. Uh, We'll, we'll talk. There's so much, many documents. It's so hard to send. I have to find out a way somehow, some way on Zoom. I'll, <laughs> I don't I'll know. give you some ways. I got some ideas for you. Okay. We'll, we'll get that done. So thank you, guys. Thank you so thank much. You. And thanks to everybody for tuning in. Uh, and yeah, we'll do this again soon. We got a big year ahead of us. I think a lot of revelations are going to be coming out. This is only the beginning. So stay tuned here on Truth Warrior, guys. Please go and support us on Unslaved. The research there is second to none. And we will catch everybody here again very soon. Have a good one, Thank everybody. So Cheers. Cheers.